Welcome back, guys. It's Beyond the Void. Void, void, void. Horror podcast. <laughs> yeah, so you may have noticed a change there. Um, I can neither f- confirm nor deny that we are in a parallel dimension. Because I feel like, what, Mandela effect, right? Right, totally. Something is switched, but we know the truth. We know the truth. Like, I feel like pressure <laughs> coming from behind me. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like you're bent over something? Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> They're slowly poking me. We've had some interesting things. Uh, if you've been following our social media, you probably already know about this. But we're going to save that towards the end of our intro here. And uh, we're going to bring to you a special episode today. We're actually going to be talking about vampire movies. Something that I'm not a particularly fond of. Right, but, but this is a little bit different. This is a little different. This is kind of along the lines of what I like and not. And Patrick and I, I think you're not a huge vampire fan, I'm not right? a huge vampire fan, Okay, no. but we're going to be doing funny things. So movies that are comedies with vampires in them. So we tried to pick a few that we really like. Um, there could be like multiple volumes of this, probably somewhere down the road. Or some sort of iteration of Funny Fangs in the right. future. But that's what we got in store for you on the show. So what have you been up to, Pat? Not much. You know, I recently just picked up a Nintendo Switch. Ooh. So I've been switching it up. The $360 Zelda game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much essentially what the console is. <laughs> so is it is it worth 360 you think? Like, as far as, like, the game? You know, I think it's only worth it to people who want to play Zelda right now. Otherwise, you know, if you have a Wii U, I hear that they make Breath of the Wild on Wii U. It's not much different, except for maybe some loading screens. But Really? Essentially, the whole game is there, yeah. The same thing, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the screen that you had, and it is kind of small, but I can imagine, like, it's a big screen if you're just playing by yourself. Right. But to watch over someone's shoulder, it's not exactly very... Yeah. But they have the docking station that has no felt or anything to protect it from either side, so... Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to mod that. Yeah, you're going to have to mod it, which is kind of weird. We've we've been talking about, like, how we feel about Nintendo right now. And uh, Patrick is a little bit more in favor of them than I am. Yeah. I'm I'm not as biased because I'm not, like, I grew up on Nintendo. I played the games. I have some old retro Nintendo shit right there next to you. You know what I mean? But in the same respect... They've lost some of my respect over the years. And, and and I'm not saying that I'm like one of those fanboys. It's like they could do nothing wrong. They do everything right. It's, that's <laughs> not the case because, I mean, with Switch, they came out with no game with it. And right. it's like a console that they've never done this before. They've never done that. The Wii U came with like 
I forget. It was another version of Wii Sports, but it was something right. different. Was but like, this one didn't. You had to pay $50 for $50 this. $50 for, for one two switch. Shovelware. Right. It's just, it's going to be 20 bucks in a month. It should have just been on the fucking console, dude. It really should have been. And you know, when I was thinking, it was like, they should have just released Mario with it. Just ported original a version 64 of Mario. 64 version or something. Right. Or, yeah, Mario 64, something. Right. Well, they didn't want to, like, I don't know, who knows. So that's pretty much what you've been up to? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Switch. Yeah, I've been, uh, I don't know, I've been kind of in this weird transition uh, because uh, there's some things that have happened behind oh, well, the scenes. Well, uh, we'll get into transition. I but, mean, you still have all your working. Ha! <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, well, they all work, I think, anyway, wouldn't they? <laughs> I don't know. How you far did you careful. go, dog? <laughs> you, you better be careful how, where you traipse. Um, no, but there's been some funny things that happened around here. Uh, we had our, like the bank that I bank at right, got robbed and, uh, I found out through one of the stores nearby, I was buying a pack of smokes or something. And it was like, did you know that the, the store broke, uh, they got robbed. No, <laughs> he's a cool motherfucker, but like, that's how he sounds like I'm trying is to he Russian. Him. No, no, he, I don't know. I don't know what he is. I'm not going to guess either. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he just has that accent. That's exactly how he talks. Um, but yeah, he was telling me that a guy came, robbed the bank, and then drove away on a pedal bike. I'd be great if it was like uh, one of those beach cruisers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, immediately in my mind, there's two scenarios that play out. I either A, picture some sort of like Mad Max, Thunder Road, BMX bikes, like Turbo Kid style fucking action segments where the guy like hopped a you know like he did a fucking jump like backflip over a brick wall or yeah something. like some like fucking crazy shit he's like attacking people with his bike right. you know what i mean he's like some cool ass motherfucker that was just like i'm stealing this shit from the bank or it's some fucking johnny nobody who's got a fucking little bring bring on the bike i'll see you later guys <laughs> so i don't know but that i thought that was kind of funny worth mentioning uh, there have been some not so happy things that we did mention earlier. There have been so many positive things going on. One of the things that we haven't really mentioned to you guys, it's been a little bit uh, weird. I explained it to one of my friends. I said, it's kind of like you're, you have three legs and you're running down the street and all of a sudden someone takes away your leg and you have to, you're still running because you got to keep the show going. Right, but we we lost one of our uh, co-hosts here. Um, we came to a conclusion together that we felt like we were trying to do different things with the show, you know, it, for many different reasons. And we decided that we were going to part ways. So Mike is no longer with us now. He is still our good friend, oh, and for we sure. still fucking love hanging out with him. We asked him to come on anytime he wants to be on the show. So it's no hard feelings. He's going to be doing his own podcasts. Um, I'll let him explain that to you if he ever wants me to, ex- you know, express what he's doing. I'll be more than glad to post about it so you guys can follow what he's doing next. But uh, yeah, it's been kind of awkward, hasn't it? Like, yeah, it's not bit. that you know we're going to get the show must go on, right? But it's still a little weird. It's still that transitional right. period. It's like a phantom limb. Sometimes I look over and I'm just looking. Right. Nothing. <laughs> it's like you try to like run on it and you fall down. You're like, why am I on the ground? You're hitting your life alert button like repeatedly. <laughs> I've fallen. I can't get up. Oh, watch out. We might get copyright for saying that. We're not sponsored by Life Alert, by the way, guys, just no. so we don't get fucking sued. 
There seems to be a theme here, don't you? Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. Like I, say, I don't know why our little know-nothing show that we take a lot of pride in and treat like a million-dollar show, or at least we try. Right. Uh, I don't know why our show, which really has not that big a reach yet, is causing so many waves and other shows. Apparently, and just to give you guys kind of a short breakdown, if you've read the thing on uh, Facebook and Twitter and on our social media, you'll know that we had to change our name to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. So we are trademarking that, and we're going to be using that from here on out so that we can talk about paranormal, we can talk about ghosts, we can talk about anything we want to without uh, traipsing into somebody else's territory. There was a similarly named show to our old name that had contacted us back in October, the legal department anyway, which was, by the way, it was very abrasive, like, to say the least. Like, it was like, give us all your shit, you've tried to rip us off, you know what you're doing, like, just completely accusing us of things that we had no knowledge of. Right, but that was his partner, right? It was one of the people that worked for him, I guess. Right. Like he was Where's very, my money? Yeah, it was very rigid. It was like, <laughs> hand over your domain. You knew that we existed and that you did this on purpose to try to spearhead your show. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, we don't even talk about the stuff that you guys talk about. Like he explained what they talk about. He was like, you're a musician. You're in a band. Oh, he's in a band. And I was like, I didn't fucking know that. I didn't even know who this show is or who he is. Like, I have no idea. This is all new to me. I was like, dude, chill. Sounds like Uranus is in retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) But but I'm making jokes, but the owner of the company or the corporation, uh, it it seems like a corporation in my opinion, when you start to attack nobodies for trademark bullshit. But yeah, he hit me up and was really nice. You know, he gave us a lot of compliments, said, I've listened to the show. Sounds like you guys know what you're doing. You're already a step above everybody else. I think you're going to be successful. How about that domain name? And How I was like, you know, name? like essentially, <laughs> I mean, and I get it. He's, he's still keeping it business while partying in the back. Right. You know, <laughs> like a mullet. Right. <laughs> It's very loose butthole, though. But, yeah, we're not going to name anybody's names. We're not going to talk about any of the other shows. And, you know, we basically are just trying to give you guys this information so that if you are interested in doing something creatively for yourself, these are the things that maybe perhaps you want to do to protect your creative interests or not. And also kind of vent a little bit because this is what we do. We talk on our podcast. Why can't we talk about the things that are going on in our fucking show? It would be great if we had live listeners we right, have like yeah. a little call line. It's like, let's take a couple calls. Yeah, they would be they would be <laughs> totally rude. Uh, part of the reason I I do want to mention that they didn't like our show is because we were too lewd and crude, and we weren't necessarily FCC regulated style. Right. Because we say fuck, shit, bitch, fuck, asshole, poop mouth, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't know, like whatever we say, we just don't we don't hold it back because like fuck it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do something where I have to pretend to be somebody. If I want like, to say pussy flaps, I'm going to say pussy flaps. Uh, why would you say pussy flaps? I don't know, because it sounds very grotesque. You're disgusting. <laughs> you disgust me. Get out of the fucking room. You're fired. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, yeah, fast forward to the future. Like We actually contacted a uh, lawyer about this situation. He had kind of instructed to us that you know it may not be as serious as as they had made it seem and that it may be only localized to the state that which they do the show. It's an actual physical radio show, by the way, guys, not a podcast. They do spirituality, sci-fi, paranormal conspiracy, all that shit, but they don't mention anything about horror. 
So I was like, we're on the internet. We're a podcast. We're not a radio show. We're not a TV show. We're not sci-fi show. We're This is what we do. We're do separately. We even say it in our name. But we didn't do it on purpose. So we just kind of set it to the side because we didn't think anything of it. It kind of left on a good note. Well, there's some good coming from it, though. We can get our iTunes back up now. and Well, hopefully. I don't right. know. Hopefully we can. Fast forward to the future. We waited about five months. I guess we hadn't heard from them or something like this. This was back in October we first heard and dealt with this. Then fast forward to, to March now. Uh, we're getting, we got some of our YouTube videos flagged for trademark infringement. Then uh, I wrote an email directly because it says on YouTube, they're like, we don't handle the disputes. Please handle this on your own. You have 48 hours or we're going to take down some of your videos, blah, 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 blah. Typical generic bullshit. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I have his email. I'm going to write him personally. And I wrote him this long thing. I was like, look, do we need to change our name? It's cool. I just want to make sure I don't want our, our shit messed with. I just want to make sure we do it right. Right. Essentially. And I said, we can change the name. I don't feel like we're the same thing. I don't know why we're stealing your traffic because we really do not have anything compared to what you guys are getting. We have no reach. Uh, but I guess they just didn't want their listeners with as much lewd language and stuff. Right. But anyway, just to make it quick, because I don't want to get into this too long. Right. So the spiritual show feels like that we're taking from their listeners. I, I wrote them an email. I didn't get. I didn't hear back. I went to sleep last night, which is uh, Tuesday night. Then I woke up and I got a takedown notice from SoundCloud. And I was like, fuck, dude, what the fuck, man? Like... I just wrote him an email. Instead of writing me back, he decided to go to SoundCloud and... Well, that's probably their legal department as well. Whatever. If you want to hide behind that, that's fine. But I really did try to make an attempt to fix it. Right. And I was like, you know, my bad. Like, we'll fix it, whatever. So I, I contacted SoundCloud, talked to them. I changed everything to Beyond the Void, Horror Podcast. Everything's good on SoundCloud. They said if there's any other issues, they'll hit us up. And then I wrote another email to the owner again and i said hey you know i just want to make sure we've already changed the names everything's good i just want to make sure we do everything right so if you could please kind of guide me as to what you want that way i can make sure that we don't you know overlap and we don't have to deal with this anymore because i don't want to fucking deal with the negativity right because what it is is negativity right there it's a big guy picking on a little guy in my opinion for no reason there is absolutely nothing we are gaining from this we've literally made seven dollars on YouTube, and I might be adding too much to that. Like, we may have made like five to seven dollars somewhere in there. So that's like a do- less than a dollar for the amount of months that we've been in there, <laughs> which is ridiculous. It's like, dude, really? Why is our little show that much of an impact? So we must be doing something right, Pat. That's what I'm thinking, dude. Right? I, I feel kind of good about it now. Right? Yeah. So hopefully this is a good thing. Now, just to give you guys a heads up, I said this on the social media. We do realize that you guys may be passionate about some of the things that we do. Some of you, and thank you for being so supportive. But we want to be positive about this. We don't want to have bad karma, okay? So if they want to have negativity about stuff and not approach us like human beings, that's up to them. But for us and for our fans and what we represent, it is to be positive, try to have fun, and just talk about shit that we like. So from here on out, we can do whatever the fuck we want, and they can't tell us shit. Right. Good luck with your show, guys. Karma comes around, Pop the bottles of champagne. You just took out a small little know-nothing. Good job. Congratulations. That's positive reinforcement (laughs) for you for the spiritual guys, huh? Yeah, there you go. That's the positivity. Well, they believe in karma. Right? Yes, yes, indeed. For us, moving forward, we are beyond the void. So I think the, the moral here, guys, if you are looking to do some sort of creative interest, some sort of thing, 
you look into trademarks, copyright, things like that, because you want to kind of know what you're doing with your craft, even if you're not making five bucks a fucking year. You know right. what I mean? Like, because it doesn't matter to the to the big guys. They're going to attack you just like the, the other big guys, because in their mind, it's just they can. So they do it like that's what they want to do. But if, if someone would have sent us just an email saying, hey, we're serious, like you really should da 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 da. I've been like, OK, you know, I would have been begrudging. Yeah, we would have took it seriously. Right. Yeah. But just just so if you guys happen to be listening on the other show, hey, if you want to help uh, us to try to make sure that we cover all the bases for you guys so that you don't feel like we're stealing your business, just let us know what we need to do and we'll comply with you 100%. But for all you other people out there that want to do a podcast or any kind of like music or things like that, know your shit and trademark your shit. That way, at least you have... Nothing like this dark, negative cloud of corporation bullshit looming over your head so that you can focus on what is important that is being creative, okay? Now, once you get that trademark, does that mean that you need to start attacking other businesses or other places with the same name? No. Make a judgment call, dude. Like, right. You, you don't have to do that. Like, there's other there was other podcasts and places that had the same name as us, and we didn't care. Like, we were friends. We talked about it. You know, like, we hung out. I would have had them on. Like, right. I wouldn't have given a fuck. Like, hey, let's cross-promote. We got the fucking, you know, whatever. And that's exactly what we did with these guys, but... Yeah, but that ain't gonna happen now, so fuck that. Yeah. So with that said, I think it might be that time... Oh, shit. Horse shots! now it's time to do some horror shots and we thought it'd be kind of fun to do something themed around vampires of course blur. the fuck else did you expect blur blur she blur <laughs> that's not a vampire isn't that like humphrey bogart or some shit like blah she blah <laughs> he doesn't say blah she i'm silly vampire flappers <laughs> blah she <laughs> All right, so this shot is called Vampire's Kiss. What you do is you take some raspberries, you put a little sugar. We got it. Oh, we forgot the sugar. Do we need sugar? I'll give you a little sugar. Yeah, I bet you will. Mm. (laughs) You put some Baileys, some chocolate syrup, and some vodka, and you enjoy. It doesn't tell you how to mix it, though. So we're we're trying to go legit, guys. Like we want to like try to introduce shots. I would say poor Paley's last. Well, yeah, you're supposed to put the the cherries or the the raspberries. We're using cherries this time. You put the cherries or the raspberries at the bottom. You pour the Bailey's or the vodka in. Then you pour the chocolate syrup. I think it's supposed to drizzle down the inside to make it look. It's just decoration, right? Um, then you put the Baileys on top of that, sprinkle it with sugar on top. It's a sweet kiss. Little vampire kiss. Mm-hmm. Through the magic of editing, sugar has suddenly appeared. We did not forget this. This is the drink you will be making. So, we're gonna go ahead, pour in the cherry squirts. Ooh, boy, that looks runny. <laughs> I think you put a little too much. No, I think we're good. All right, give me that vodka, buddy. Put some in your No, maybe we should put the, the chocolate syrup in there first. <laughs> you silly vampire flapper. It sounded like Mr. Magoo there for a second. You goddamn flappers. Always <laughs> flip-flapping around in your flapper world. 
Just <laughs> flip flap. Is it a flapper like a fucking like hipster was, from the fifties or some shit? Like a, before or 50s, the forties? Yeah, forties. Yeah. Hey, goddamn flappers <laughs> in your flappy fucking potties. <laughs> Flapping all over the joint. It looks pretty. You would think you would drizzle the, the the cherry stuff down it. No, the cherry goes on the bottom, and then you pour the vodka in, then you pour the Bailey's in, or well, you pour the the chocolate syrup supposedly before you put the vodka in. But we did it all fucked up. It doesn't look like the picture, but just fucking drink it, you fucking flapper. <laughs> all right, come on, starting to coagulate. What if I'm saying something really racist? <laughs> and I have no idea. Like I, I might be cutting this out. All right. All right. All right. Cheer- wait, wait. Who do we? What are we cheersing to? To a, na- a brand new name. To a new name. A new era. To a new era of beyond the void. All beyond right. Beyond the void. void Cheers. Void, void. Here's to positivity. You fuck. <laughs> it's a little confusing. It is confusing. Yeah. Yeah, we won't be doing another one of those. No. Safe to say. It's uh, creative and uh, decorative, but uh, tastes like butthole. Yep. If you're in the butthole, though, hey, vampire's kiss, baby. Mmm, prolapse. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I don't know what it is with me and the voice today. Just kind of ease it in, you fucking silly flapper. Oh, you fucking beast fucker. Yeah, you fucking beast fucker. (laughs) If you'd like to find the recipe for this, all of our shots for each episode are located in the information part of our YouTube and our SoundCloud. That shot was as bad as, as Twilight. Yeah, that was a Twilight shot. Yeah. Yeah, like definitely. you know the worst scene of that whole fucking movie. Uh, the what? I think it was like from the first second to the end. <laughs> right, as soon as you see the deer in the woods, boom, there I, it is. I think I went on a date to see that movie. You know the part where he's like, "Do you want to see what I really am?" Takes his shirt off and he goes in a sweat. It's like sparkles, like yeah. he's like a diamond or something. I'm a fucking disco ball, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's it for horse shots. All right, Patrick, I think it's that time we should step into the. The fucking news! Here is the fucking news! So we got some uh, new shit here for the news. And one of the main things that uh, I wanted to talk about that was kind of a big buzz in the news this past week was Jeepers Creepers 3 Boycott. Now, this is a touchy subject for some people. Uh, Half of the fucking crew of horror fans on one side saying, it's a fucking movie, just let them make their fucking picture film. Let them make their picture. And the other side's like, he's a baby raper. (laughs) I'm somewhere in the middle and I'm like, hey, isn't this like 30 years late? Right. Because it was like 1983. How many movies did he come out with since? Right. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but they've got a boycott Jeepers Creepers thing going on right now. I kind of feel like it lost some steam, although there was a lot of uh, news outlets that were uh, getting behind it. They were either for it or against it or just indifferent, which I think if you're a news outlet, I kind of feel like you should just not be for it. So the change.org link here says, and it's got over 1,549 supporters says, Jeepers Creepers is currently in production. The director and creator of this franchise, Victor Salva, used his position to rape a 12-year-old boy in 1988 during the filming of the movie Clown House. He was convicted, served a measly 15 months in prison, which is pretty measly, as 
the three largest movie theater chains in the U.S. I urge you not to show this movie at the theaters. The profits from Jeepers Creepers 3 line the pockets of a pedophile. Monsters belong on the screen, not behind the camera. I also urge other members of the horror movie community to take a stance. Spread the word and don't watch this film. Spread the word. <laughs> Is that a poor choice of words, if you, if you ask me? <laughs> Jesus. I'll let them use their imagination as silly flappers. <laughs> anyway, yeah, oh, it's I'm, I'm I'm making jokes here, but it is a serious subject. I've we've talked about it when we watched Rosemary's Baby, right? And how it kind of made you feel a little dirty for liking the film because of what he did. Um, I don't know how I feel about it though. I mean, like I'm not trying to be indifferent. I'm just, it's like it sucks because when I found out that he was a baby raper, whatever the fuck you want to call him, pedophile, I was already balls deep into Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2. Right. I thought it was one of the better franchises that had come out a long time because he was such a creepy, fucking gory creature. You know right. what I mean? Story is amazing and everything like that. Now, how? Now, what do you guys think? Do you guys feel like, fuck that movie, I shouldn't watch it? Or, damn it, I feel bad, I want to see it. Or... I feel bad that I want to see it. But like you... I really like that character. Yeah, it's like, it's been such a long time coming. I've been wanting to see it. And I remember they were talking about doing a third and a fourth one. Right. Like back to back. But I wonder if it'll have any effect on it. I I have a feeling that it won't. Like it won't have an effect on the film. Will I feel bad by watching it by means that are not financial? No. Hmm. Is that a middle ground or am I still kind of supportive if I actually watch it? What do you think? Well, you're not really giving him any money. I mean, you're kind of like sticking it to the man in a way, right? Right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's what I needed to hear. Because <laughs> hey, I'll probably watch it too. Ah, uh, I don't know what to say, man. It's a touchy subject. It's it not, is. I don't support, you know, child rape or anything like it, that. Nor do I. Obviously, anybody in the right fucking mind. I don't know anybody would be like, well, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so we got uh, other news. Back in November of last year, they were talking about doing a 4K release of Suspiria. Oh, yeah. Now, this is, seems like it's coming to fruition now. Right. But is it in the way that we want it to be? Yeah, you're going to need a region-free player. Maybe. Maybe. They well, didn't... it says up top, it says you might want to invest in a region-free player. Right. So... God damn it. Why is the fucking Europe and, like, shit get, like, Like, all the coolest the... shit, Right, dude. the Phantasm Ball, like... It's like, I've heard of people, like, okay, so first of all, let's finish the news. And all we'll, right, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. So, a 4K release is coming out, 101 minutes, uncut, and it comes in a beautiful red leather bound book. Absolutely stunning. And also... I would make love to this book. Oh, dude, yeah. Damn, that thing looks amazing. It really It won't does. even fit on my shelf, but I don't give a fuck. Dude, who wants to put it on a shelf? I would put it on a mantle. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Just put it on a, like a like a fucking, uh, like one of those evil books. Right, like, right. you know, with a glass case, like... Uh, like you would open. see the, like, the Necronomicon in right. or something. <laughs> Just put candles around it. <laughs> scare your friends, your family. The three-disc set will include a 4K resolution, or restoration... Of the original camera negative. From the f- original film. The uncut right, version. The uncut version. Right. Right. And alongside, it's going to be, it'll come with DVD extras. Right. Also, yeah, which is weird. They didn't put any of the extras on Blu-ray. It's just right. DVD Why extras. Why would they just, maybe to save money? Well, they probably spent a lot on the book. Well, they do the Blu-ray copy of the movie, the DVD copy of the movie, and then a DVD of all the extras. 
Right. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I guess if you're going to cut out an area, I'm okay with that since it's probably going to be like $100. Like, I'm assuming. So, it's like it's a wood drawer. So, you actually, I'm guessing you pull the drawer out. Yeah. And like all your shit's right there. That's kind of cool. This is going to be coming out May 15th, but it also audio commentary. It doesn't say who the audio commentary is by. It just says that's what's included. And it doesn't say up here. Okay. So we'll have audio commentary, which I'm always a sucker for audio commentary. Right. It just breathes life into anything that you watch. Comes with an 84-page booklet, poster, and postcards. Which, why would you put postcards in there? Yeah, they you always know, do that. You know you're never going to send them out. No, you keep them. It's just keepsakes. They they did it with the From Beyond uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Right. The Not From Beyond, The Beyond from Lucio Fulci. You know what this should have came with? What? The soundtrack. Right, yeah, that would probably be a good idea. But you know what? I, I'm thinking since it's not going to be in the region that we're in, maybe just buy it. And then buy the Blu-ray when it comes out, And right? then buy the Blu-ray and put it in there. Like, I'd heard people who were buying the Phantasm Ball and then replacing it with all the discs from the U.S. version. The only thing that's going to suck is we're going to miss out on that audio commentary. Well, I mean, it, I, I need to invest in a region-free Blu-ray. I have a region-free DVD. But I need to invest in a region-free Blu-ray, and they're relatively cheap. They're about a hundred to to two hundred bucks, depending on what you want. So once again, guys, keep your eyes open for this. It's going to be May fifteenth of this year. We also have some information about a very brand new re-envisioning of the Wizard of Oz, done in horror-themed. What? Which is... Uh, this is like America McGee's Alice or something like that. Yeah. It oh, says, nice. the, the title is, is from Variety Magazine, Wizard of Oz Universe Set Horror Movie in the Works at New Line. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz was published in 1900 and adapted into a successful musical in 1902. As with the 1939 movie starring Judy Garland, this story follows a girl named Dorothy in Kansas. You know the rest. Van Ways sold his blacklist script, Hammer Space, to Warner Brothers last year, and the story focuses on a terminally ill teenager looking for answers about his missing father who finds a key that unlocks an opening to an alternate animated dimension. Van Wise also set up a movie version of his project Peeves at the Fox Animation last year with the Temple Hill production. But yeah, so I'm kind of curious now that it says animated, so I'm wondering if like the whole world is going to be like animated and like, like yeah. the beginning is going to be like normal people like cool world or something <clears throat> yeah something weird if they're not spending that much money on their movies and still making bank seems like they kind of know what they're doing you're doing something right right so i don't know it's still kind of cool to know that there is a possible darker version of wizard of oz and i'm all about it also one of the other news uh things in the uh, past week that uh, we wanted to talk about is that ridley scott said that he's got six more alien movies in him and he could start filming next year. <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, wasn't he recently in the news saying that he uh, thinks that there shouldn't be any more aliens? Didn't he say something about there shouldn't be any more aliens? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, we're going to make a Terminator 2 or a new Terminator film. Like, that's not exhausted. Not if, No offense to anybody who likes Terminator, but I mean... If I had to pick between Aliens and Terminator, it's going to be Aliens. Terminator was a great saga. It was a great story. They did a a good job tying the timeline together and keeping the story correct. But yeah, I don't think they need another one. And as far as Alien films go, I mean, as long as Wrigley Scott is at the fucking helm, it's going to be a good movie. Right. Well, he said, if you really want a franchise, I can keep cranking it for another six. I'm not going to close it down again. 
No way. After he just shot the, the Covenant, says, you don't want a two-year gap, so I'll be ready to go next year. Prometheus was a good starting block, so I'm curious to see where he's going to take it. Is he going to drive it into the ground? You know, is he George Lucasing this up or I what? I don't think so. There's no way you can't compare him to George Lucas. And, well, and let I'm me just, just saying. give you a little bit, a little bit behind the scenes. He didn't like Aliens. Right. It totally diverged <clears throat> from the story that he was originally going for. Okay. That he had discussed with Geiger himself, <laughs> the creator of the Alien. Right. So the way it's going now was the way they envisioned it back then. Well, I mean, I'm open to it. I wasn't trying to say that you know he's going to drive it into the ground, but. Saying that you're going to make six more movies, well, one a year, is right. pretty intense. I'm just basing it off what other people have said about the movie. Like, it makes no sense. and It's like, dude, you have no idea where he's coming from. Right. He's only just begun. It's, and he's it's his baby. He's only just begun. <laughs> it's his baby. What movie was that in? Or, what, yeah, what, what, song, or what movie was that song in? It's uh, only just begun. You wouldn't have sidetracked it. It was like repeating it. No, I'm trying to sidetrack it because fuck it. Uh, Fallen? I don't remember. That wasn't the mo- the song from Fallen. <clears throat> I, I remember it kept repeating, and, it, and I think somebody, like, destroyed the alarm clock or something like that. I can't remember. If you guys can remember, tell us in the comments. But, mm. yeah, Ridley Scott is balls deep in his own franchise. Big surprise. But, yes, it'll be interesting to see that Aliens is coming back. It is the 80s again, after all, technically, in a way. So, let's do it, Ridley! Yeah! Let's do it, you silly flapper! <laughs> yeah, flip-flap. But that's it for the news! Now we're going to go ahead and do our fun little segment that we call Grave Plots. If you're not sure what that is, well, just hang on to your britches and don't come in your mouth. Because it's time for Grave Plots. How do you even do that? Alright guys, it's that time. We've got the cup. We got some They're of Derek's in here. Oh, I just thought of it, guys. Uh 1408 was the John Q sack. Right. He's like, why do I got these goddamn ghosts in the motherfucking hotel? <laughs> Samuel Jackson, he said that famous line in that movie. <laughs> I'm trying to do a snakes on this plane reference, but it was horrible. Mm. All right, guys. So now if you're not familiar with how this show works or how this segment works, I should say, Grave Plots is where we basically draw, we make up names in a hat of movie titles, fake movies that we're going to divulge the plot to and make up on the spot. We pull the name out of a hat. The person who made the name doesn't get to go first, but the other person gets to start the story off. We come up with the characters, the kills, the death, everything, even the tagline of the movie. And then we make a faux cover, a VHS sort of mock-up cover of what the movie's going to be which is really hard to do sometimes, and it makes me want to watch the movie that we made up. Uh, but anyway, so we got all these new ones in here. We put in three new ones for you silly flappers out there. Uh, I, I got to get off the flapper. <laughs> I don't know what's up with me today. I think it's the alcohol's kicking in. It's been a rough morning. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so who goes? So should we flip a coin or? No, you too. Pull out or? I can, I can pull my switch out and go quick draw real no, quick. No, hell no. 
All right, I'm pulling it out. Because I'm the fastest. Let me pull it out right here. The fastest Joy-Con in the West. Okay? All right, I'm reaching in. Finding that golden nugget. And what is it, folks? What do we have here? What do we have here? Killer Fanboy. All right, well, it's your turn, so you get to fucking come up with whatever it is, Killer Fanboy. Killer Fanboy. Yeah, what kind of fanboy, Patrick? Come on. Lead us in the direction. Lead us, oh lord. Maybe we could do like. Oh, like you come everybody, up. Everybody would think it'd be like a fanboy, fanboy, as we all know fanboys. Maybe he's like a slave, and he's like. You well, this know, the sounds guy. like a comedy, in my opinion. Right. Well, could, yeah. Well, yeah. Definitely, some kind of dark comedy. That's a silly name. <laughs> Killer fanboy. That's one of mine, by the way. So. Oh, is it? Yeah, they always are gold. So let's do this. <laughs> so what do you think about that? No, so go ahead. Say, so what kind of fanboy is he? you got to lead me in a direction. You can't... So instead of saying doing something that we all know, like fanboy, someone who's deeply obsessed with something or someone, maybe we actually do someone whose job was to fan somebody, like a slave. Hmm. What if, uh, okay, that's not a bad idea, but here's my little thing. I haven't thought about that name, by the way, in a while, so I, right, I didn't no, even what know what got? I was going to say. But it's kind of dawning on me. Maybe what if he's like one of those weeaboo kids, you know, that likes all the like samurai stuff? Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. ninjas, samurais, they call them weeaboos. It's a really derogatory term. Right. Uh, but, and they speak like, you know, Japanese and stuff. Sounds a little racist. What? No, the it's damn just... Damn weeaboos over there. That's what they call them. I, I'm not saying I coined it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Don't pin your shit on me. Anyways, so he's like this fanboy who is into that kind of stuff. And maybe he gets picked on for being a weeaboo or whatever you want to call him. So he would have to be like a dorky, maybe white or... Right. He would wear like the Naruto, Naruto. Like robes and stuff. Yeah, I'm not trying to make... By the way, we're not picking on anybody. Maybe he exacts revenge for being picked on by these people. You don't know. He could be a hero in the end. I actually like, really love Naruto. Or Naruto. 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 Say it right. Naruto. Say it fucking right! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just getting the fanboy in me. Oh, uh, yeah. I was trying to, trying to embrace the spirit of the killer fanboy. Have you got out of uh, Shippuden yet? Sh- oh, let's not go there. Let's, let, yeah, because that'll, that'll take... We're talking me. about the movie we're making here, Sorry, Patrick. Guys. Come on, stop derailing. All right. And, and don't on blame track. me at the end of this that we took too fucking long, goddammit. I'm on track. Chicka, 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 All right, come on. So I threw my little shit out there. He's a, he's a fan of, like, Asian, like, uh, he's a fan of, like... Japanese, Chinese, like all kinds of manga, like fandom. Anime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Maybe he gets picked on. I don't know. And then exacts his revenge. I mean, that's just the start. If you have something better, kick it no, out. No, I, I like that idea. Just to give him that aesthetic of like ninja. You know what I mean? Right. He probably has already all the gear anyways. So when he like loses it, he's like, all right, I'm going balls to the wall. Right. Is he in high school? Um, I don't know. I think it'd be funnier if he was in his 20s. Well, who is really going to pick on him? He's not, if you're in your 20s, he's Everyone. not going to be going outside. What if he's like 27 years old and he swears this shit to work? I don't know. High school slash... We've done the high school thing, though. Let's, we just did that two ones oh, ago. Oh, we did. Yeah, we just I don't want to do that again. Right. That's what I'm saying. We can build something original. We've done the high school thing. That's way too easy of a trope to just grab. Right. Way too easy, Patrick. We're way more creative than this. Stop fucking with me. <sighs> Let's say he works at like a small company. 
paper company, whatever kind of company. Right. And he always and, dresses up like this, I think. Right. Maybe he's like tech support, something like really nerdy. Right. Their business is going on a retreat, like a team building retreat. Okay. But you got to show him it at work first, getting picked on a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. Team builder. At least for like the thing. first, like, you know, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the film. Something. Kinda, like he right. gets fucking picked on, even by the security guard. Yeah. Like, he goes down to, like, boss, he goes to tell on one of the people that are picking on him or whatever, and the boss is like, like, grow some balls! He lives in his manga, you know what I mean, right. all the time at work when he's on his break and stuff. Maybe for his shoes, he actually wears, like, the little, the sandals with the, you know, the lifts on them. Right. Uh, he would just do all kinds of stuff. He would, like, do his hair up not like Naruto and shit. Right, and he had come in with his little sushi and But it wouldn't stuff. be Naruto. It would be something else because we couldn't... We couldn't, yeah. Yeah, it would be just some other symbol. Infringe on that. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't want to do that. Uh, yeah, we've already had problems with that. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought we were moving past this, Patrick. We are moving forward. <laughs> we are definitely moving forward, not back. All right, so... Continue. We established that he's going to be going on a retreat. Well, fuck the retreat, yeah. Let's build this. Okay. We got to build the the anger, why he gets into this, like, killer fanboy Well, like you're mode. saying, like, probably totally every day he comes into work. What are some things that happen at the work? Security guard kicks off right away. Yeah, he just, like, he's like, what's up, Jackie Chan? Right. Yeah, like, stupid. He's like, or he calls him, like, Johnny Chan, and he's like, it's Jackie. He's wearing, like, some sort of, like... Asian get-up, sort of. It's kind of ridiculous, but a little neutral. Like, he's, like, correcting people, because that tends to happen. It's like... Right. It's Naruto, not Naruto. Right. You know what I mean? That's the the culture. (laughs) The subculture of a culture. (laughs) You know what I mean. Yeah, we're getting there. Security guard's a dick. Of course, his boss is a dick. It has to be, like, that guy from Office Space, where he's, like, kind of backhanded, like, compliments. Okay. Like, right... I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. It was just kind of, I think he would just kind of be flippant towards him. Okay. Like, he's kind of a dick to him, but then when the kid needs something... Well, first of all, let's figure out this guy's name. Do you think he would be... Dan. A, do you think he would, like, convert his name? Like, he was Dan, but he ma- he changed his sure, name? Sure, he would go by something else, kind of like Space Lord. Right. He tries to get this nickname stuck. Right, but, but like, whatever, Dan. Yeah, yeah. This. His name's Dan, but right. he goes by... What's his imaginary name? Shizuki? I don't know. That sounds a girl, huh? Uh, yeah. Now we're getting or this. a car. Now you're just being sexist and racist. So. <laughs> so he goes by Shin. How do you like that? Shin the Great. And every time he tells somebody that, they kick him in the shin. Right. <laughs> like, like I think that's kind of funny, you know. <laughs> What if, like, okay, so I'm thinking, like, what if, like, when he first walks in to his job, you know, like, there's all the little trials and tribulations, maybe someone's staring at him in the car, like, while he's got his headband on, you know, they're all like, what's he wearing? He gets to have, like, long hair, and he, like, puts it up in, like, a bun, like, the the, the chopsticks. Right, like, he gets all proud to go out, and then people start picking on him, so he kind of gets embarrassed about it as he goes along. I think at the beginning of the movie, we need to get into that character, like, where they show him getting ready for work, and he's kind of, like putting on his ceremonial like well i think it'd be funny if somebody is like standing next to him and he's like jamming out to some like j-pop or some shit you know some like like, right like like i'm thinking like south park but you know yeah right like just like that anime music classic naruto style like they always had like a different song at the end or whatever right well every season gets a new song okay he goes to work but i see he sees his security guard guy 
and he almost kind of envisions him like the guard of a fucking huge castle. Oh, I love this. So you're going to say, like, he right. envisioned things differently. So he has these delusions every now and then. Right. They're not real. But he's just, like, so into that genre that he kind of, like, tries to... Right. Like, he's cool in his mind. Right. But to everybody else in the real world. I think it'd be interesting if we played on that a little bit, and then by the end of the movie, he's, like, actually murdering people, thinking he's doing it for the good. Right. Like, but there's it's a really... big battle, but he's really just, like, running through... Yeah, like, like... he's just, like, killing innocent people because yeah. he's just so angry. <laughs> I mean, this is silly, but I think it would be funny. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think anybody's done that. No. I mean, it is kind of, we want to be careful because I don't want to be, like, disrespectful to anybody. But it, we're making a fucking movie, guys. Mm. It doesn't, you know, we're not, we're trying to be respectful, but we're just, just having fun. Stop picking on me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So what's the next scene, then? Okay, so he, he takes the elevator, maybe, and goes up. And maybe there's people snickering. Like, there's people in the elevator with Yeah, him. I still think he should be wearing some, like, kimono ja- jacket or some shit. With, like, you know? the huge fucking samurai skirt pants Like, something, or yeah. Right. Like, they'd be like, what's that patch? What you got there? What's that say? Right. And he's like, oh, it means, it means like, destiny. He was like, oh, like the video game or something? You know, like, stupid. Right. Everybody's snickering at him. Maybe we could do, like, the classic anime stuff where, like, when people are stressed, you see a little teardrop coming from the top of their head or something, or, like, the wiggle marks. Right. What if, uh, what if when he gets out of the elevator, like, one of the, like, local, like, the regular uh, office D-bags, like, is always picking on him? He's like, oh, nice jacket you got there. That's a nice white, what is that, a kimono? What the fuck? Is this a ceremonial dress? Da 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 da, or whatever the fuck. He's and right he was there, like, Karate Kid. He was like, "Oh, what's that down there?" And he flips his cup of coffee into his shirt. And right. Like, oh, sorry about that, buddy. Let me get you some seltzer water. <laughs> and then he gets some like vinegar, so he smells like a douche all day long. I don't know. Just I'm just thinking like all these like <laughs> different things that like kind of get you worked up. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe he's got some weird taste, but let's calm down, everybody. Right. So you feel kind of bad for him in a way. And maybe in the very beginning of the movie, he wakes up and he does like some sort of like stance. He does some practice and he watches his favorite video to get his day started. Yeah. Almost kind of, it reminds me of um, Hamster Style from fucking... Uh, oh, Orgasmo. Orgasmo, yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to do Hamster Style. Again. But this has got to be gory as fuck, though. We're going to make this gory. Oh, dude, it got to be classic like anime where you cut stuff and you just see the fucking spurting sprays and sprays of blood. Right, yeah. So he goes up, gets the coffee spilt on the guy. The guy's kind of a douchebag. We'll call him Dwayne. Dwayne. Fucking flapper. So Dwayne, he fucking does his thing. Who's the security guy, by the way? Who? who, who, Let's call him Charles. Charles. Cool. So we got Dan, the main character. Charles, the security guard. Dwayne, the douchebag. Maybe there's a girl in the office that he really likes. And in his mind, he calls her Princess Anunuki or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like everybody inside his mind is like right. It's a different character in right. his world. Now I don't know if this is a made-up world that he makes up or like out of a story that he watches or reads about in right. his manga. And that could totally work. You're right. I could see that. I don't know. I mean, do you, do you like this so far? Or are we going yeah. the right direction? You no, think? I think so. Yeah, it's definitely nothing I've ever seen before. Right. I mean, I've seen similar things. Like, they do the same sort of trope where he sees, like, part reality, part right. fantasy, part slapsticky the, comedy, sort of. I'm seeing it so far as kind of like Fight Club. So, what if he has these, like, visions of killing people, and he's not actually killing people, and somewhere along the lines, he kind of 
that line blurs. Right. And that's he's actually killing people. So he right. doesn't snap out of it. You know, he still sees them as the fantasy world, but he's actually killing them. Like, this won't happen till a little later. Like, uh, as he's driving his car, he's, like, galloping in a horse or something. <laughs> right. I kind of feel like, you know, you were saying that you wanted him to have, uh, like, a retreat in the forest or something like that. That's cool. And maybe we should do that. But what if it was, like, somewhere different? What if it's, like, they go to a hotel or a museum and they have to, like, do some Easter egg hunt sort of thing? Okay. Just something different. Right. That we haven't seen in a movie. Like, I would think that a museum might be a cool spot to start slaying everyone. Like, yeah. And he sees it as this huge, like, castle banquet hall. Right, where you could have, like, a huge massacre. Right. And there's, like, like, maybe a couple kills. It could be a museum where it's, like, the Natural History Museum. Oh, for sure, yeah. So that, like, he could, like, actually kill. Because, I mean, this is our made up world. Right. So we can go anywhere we want. You know, I mean, logistically, financially, I don't think the Natural Museum of History would allow people to just dismember people. Right. You know, for free. (laughs) For free. For a small price. For for a small price of $60 million. (laughs) Keep doing that voice, dog. Yeah, flappers. So, okay, he, there's a girl that he likes, Carol. Okay. Carol is this really nice girl who always kind of, acknowledges his existence and doesn't make fun of him. So she is like the Princess Valeria or Ananuki or whatever the fuck her name is. But Carol is just kind of a run-of-the-mill kind of girl that's like kind of nerdy and pretty. You know, other people are trying to hook up with her. Maybe it, like in the retreat, you gotta have that like slow-mo moment where she like takes her glasses off. Right, and, and she's down. like walking <laughs> as like, like I picture like, uh, what's that the flying dragon movie, the one with Jet Li that was like super beautiful and artistic and was it Jet Li? Crouching Tiger? Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Where they did like this fantastical like fantasy background backdrop. That what wasn't if she's Jet, that wasn't him though, by the way. Just... Well whatever. I'm saying something along those lines. Yeah. When she stands up to get water at the dispenser, it's like this fantastic thing, you know. Where, where it's like it's pushing like the windmill down, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, sure. I'm cool with that. I mean, whatever. It could be whatever. It I'm really just thinking, matter. like, she's got this really nice dress on. There's, like, wind, and there's, like, red leaves falling in the office, kind of. Oh, that definitely has to be cherry blossoms. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, something like that. Something, she's, like, all in white. Right. Like, very, very uh, neutral, nice colors that make her seem innocent. What if she's not so innocent, and that's what triggers him? Like, maybe when he tries to, like, warm up to her... It Maybe shows. she tricks him and she's right. actually like banging like Wayne or some shit. Right, like a Carrie kind of situation. Hmm. And maybe that's what sets him over the edge. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I like it. She kind of flirts with him a little bit in a nice, friendly way, but maybe he looks into it a little too much. Right. So who else is picking on him? We got to get his boss in there. Right. Let's call him. So we got Dan, the main character, Charles, the fucking security guard, Dwayne, the douchebag, Carol, the princess, and Chuck the fuck why don't we call him richard that way we can call him dick as well yeah maybe that's a good way to play on something and he actually calls him dick right at some point when he snaps yeah at the retreat that's what i'm thinking yeah so richard yeah there's got to be a little catch line when he kills him like here's your tps reports dick right. you know like whatever the fuck <laughs> you know <laughs> 
And by the way, if you enjoy this, uh, please tell us, because I don't know where we're going with this right now. <laughs> we're kind of lost in the woods. Yeah, know? we're lost in the woods of the Anunnaki Forest. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe they'll be those little chattering ghost babies. Right. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so what does Richard, his boss, do? Maybe he comes by and he's like, you know, talking about some kind of reports that he did. Maybe talking about... Ooh, I got an idea. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so maybe he's coming to him talking about some kind of reports that he was supposed to do. No, not office space. Well, don't no, do no. That. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Let me paint the picture. If you don't like it, you can repaint it. Yes. All right. You're like, yes, I'm already thinking I've already about opened it. the can of paint. All right, so <laughs> he's bitching at him about some reports, and he's telling him, you know, if you can't do this right, we're just going to have to make some cuts. And as he's saying, we have to make some cuts, maybe he has one of those uh, trees a bonsai tree and he cuts it maybe cuts the it wrong in two, way or, or just cuts a branch out of this willy-nilly or right completely destroys it somehow uh maybe he calls him because his name's dan yeah danielson <laughs> from karate kid right. that's so good i didn't even think about it <laughs> <laughs> that's so great right when you right. said bonsai i was like uh danielson yeah anyway so well, son, it's Daniel's son. All right, so repaint it now. But so here's what I was thinking. I was like, he pulls everybody to a meeting, and somehow makes fun of him in front of everyone. Ooh, you know, like something. He's like, we gotta get. Uh, we don't need anybody causing any harikari around here, right, Daniel? Son. <laughs> and he points to him, and he's like embarrassed and like, what the fuck? You gotta dude? wax that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> wax on, wax off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's silly but it's effective right it makes you paint the picture to me in that way instead of doing the it kind of reminds me too much of office space okay when you do it that way you know the reports the tps reports yeah it's too it's too in line did you get the memo yeah right (laughs) but i think it'd be funny if like you know and everybody sort of laughs at him so it just like builds this hate that everybody's like really just picking on him oh yeah and maybe there's like this moment after that meeting and Carol comes up to him on a smoke break or something like that on the, you know, re, not recess. What the fuck am I saying? On a, on a fucking lunch break. And she's like, hey, are you okay? You know, like, is everything all right? You know, that was kind of dick. That was pretty dick, if you know what I mean. Or maybe be like, you know, Richard the fitting name. Right? right? What a dick. <laughs> and he kind of like feels like some sort of like, oh, someone gets me. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like they actually notice me. God, you really are. And he's kind of like just amazed by her. Like every time he sees her, it's just like slow-mo. Like just think it'd be funny to do it. Right. With like really like flutes and shit in the background. (laughs) You know, like the fucking movies. Oh, that's ridiculous. But it paints a good picture. It does. Uh, so where do we go from here? So maybe in this meeting, they start talking about the team building exercise. The team building exercise. Right. For this weekend. At the nat- or historical museum? Or- you don't have to go, guys, but you're getting paid overtime and you're getting free drinks. Open bar! Right. Something stupid at the hotel. For sure. So they go to the museum. Jan, the fucking whatever, the coordinator is like already at the museum setting up all the stuff tonight. So it's, it'll be like... Because it's a Friday. Right, right. So at the team building exercise, what are they exactly doing as a team building exercise? Is it like a scavenger hunt? Yeah, it's like a scavenger hunt that they have to work together in order to... They get put into teams. 
So they like find a they find something. It's a clue leading to the next. Right. Maybe piece. they maybe in the meeting they talk about who's going to be on all the teams. Or he goes to the wall. He said, hey, all the teams are going to be on the wall. We randomly chose everyone. And it's like Carol. And, and with D- Chad. And Ch- or no, Dwayne. Dwayne. Chad. And Who's Chad? Yeah, I don't know who Chad is. Like, I just want to use that name God for damn it. Reason. Stop using Chad. <laughs> He's a man. He's a human being, god damn it. No, we don't know who Chad is. There is no Chad yet. Anyway, so Carol happens to be on this in his like world. Like, I... I just died in your arm. Like music style, like kicks in, you know, like when the music's like going. Maybe like have like an eighties retro. What if they have like some of the Karate Kid music in it? Oh, dude, that'd be great, right? That'd be really good. (laughs) Actually, what is that song? You gotta believe when the going gets tough that you're gonna make it out of (laughs) danger. Maybe this is him getting ready, and and then it goes. It's like you're the best. All right. (laughs) Never gonna get it down. You're the best. All right. Yeah, yeah, dude. So, like, right when he hears he's with Carol, like, he lights up. And then all of a sudden, it maybe. No, it, that song needs to kick in, like, when he fucking kills the boss. Okay, so what's the song that hits when he finds out he's in there with Carol? I don't know. Just anything. But I'm just saying, we have to put the Karate Kid song in there. Oh, for sure. You're the best. All right. <laughs> Never gonna get it down. Now, well, I, now I feel like keep you yeah, now I gotta fucking watch the goddamn fucking series. Isn't there like three or four? And then uh, there's the remake. So anyway, we'll have some major song there. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it'll be some kind of '80s gold. <laughs> no, it can't be no, fucking can't rocky. Be it has to be like a love song. You know I just I'm trying to keep it like themed towards karate. It has to be. Like Asian, like you know what I mean, like the flute thing. <laughs> you know that song. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, so he sees the list. Carol's on it. Dwayne's also on it. He pushes him. He's like busts in the way, and he's like, "Ah, oh, looks like I'm with Dweeb here, whatever the fuck." Right. I'm like old, so I'm using old terms. It'll be, I'm with Daniel, son. Yeah. Oh, it looks like I'm with Daniel, son. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like making fun of him. The boss is awesome, right? He's like, fuck you, you know, on his mind. Right. So the next day, they're going to this retreat. Maybe they all pack their shit up, they have a work day, and they leave that night to go to the hotel. Okay. Rented vans to take everybody yeah, out. Yeah, like buses or whatever. Right. Right. So they go to the hotel first, you know, and everybody's like, having drinks and having a good time. The boss is all getting drunk and everybody's talking to him and stuff and sucking him <laughs> off, like, you know, to get finances. But there needs to be a scene of him having lunch with his bento box. <laughs> oh, it worked the first day, yeah. Right, there sure. has to be a scene, yeah. Anyways, we're at the hotel. I think he's just kind of like, let's party, guys, and everybody's getting drunk. Carol's flirting with him heavily, but we realize, you don't realize yet, that she's setting him up right, for the big kill. For the big joke that everybody's in on, except for him, kind of thing. Well, I'm thinking, what if during the scavenger hunt, he kind of like loses track of Carol and uh, Dwayne? Dwayne. Carol oh, they and disappear Dwayne. together. They disappear together. He finds them, and maybe one of the exhibits that he really likes, maybe something to do with Japanese culture, and they're just like fucking all over it. Right. And that's what turns that. Switch. I, I thought. What I thought. What was the snapping was when she tricks him. That's you can do we, the trick thing too. I think that's better. Because right. he's built him built her up in his mind 
to be this princess. And when she fucking is the snake in the well, grass. Well, you can still do that. That's what I'm saying. But you don't have to make her so malicious. Like, she's just being nice. But he took no, it I a whole No, I think she needs to be way. fucking bitch. Like, a straight up bitch. Okay. Like, I think that needs to be really, like, an impact. Okay. So that it just is anger. Right. Like, pure anger. Not like, oh, you made fun of my little design. You know, like, right. it just seems kind of meh. Okay. So they're at the hotel. What's he do? They all get their own rooms. Some of them share rooms. Like, he Well, this c- is maybe where he puts his former wear on, and you see the whole ritual behind it. Right, okay. So he goes up into the room, and he does his exercises in front of his favorite video. So let's show him getting ready. Let's show him putting all his gear on, taking it super serious. Yeah, it's like cuts, shortcuts, like where right. he's like... <laughs> Just think Evil Dead, you know, when yeah, he's gearing exactly. up. Yeah, exactly. Now they're going to the presentation before this. It's still in the hotel. They haven't gone to the museum yet. Yeah, the, this the, is the next just... day is the museum. Right. Early so, morning. Make sure you guys don't stay up and party too hard like this guy. Right. You know, fucking dick. Richard. But in his mind, maybe it's like a general of war. Right. Who's giving, you know, orders to They're his about troops. to go to war kind of right. thing. Yeah, okay. And maybe Carol's up there on stage and it'd be like his little imprisoned princess or something. But she's okay. just up there because she's one of the higher ups. Maybe she's right. HR or you know something like that. Whiskey break. Mm. Jack Thank Daniels. Thank you, Daddy. Ship on that hooch, boy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel all warm. It'll kill the crabs off your crotch, there, boy. Mm. Mm. So. Never turn your back on the jack. All right, let me tell you right now, son. <laughs> so we got to add more humor into this. We got to like, there's got to be some funny. It's definitely going to get funny when he starts killing people. Oh yeah. So we got to like do like some pretty fucked up shit. Well, I want to. I want to say every time he, when he's in his own mind and visualizing everything, slapsticky. Okay. Maybe a little funny. Well, yeah, I want him to have, like, catch lines and stuff. Right. And be, like, super serious. I think that would be kind of funny. Maybe when, like, you, 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 you come back to his view, like, everybody is speaking Japanese, you know what I mean? And then there's a subtitle. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, have the Japanese subtitles. Yeah. When he goes into the fantasy worlds. But he's got to, like, kill people in his mind. Like, I think the first kill should be, like, the security guard when he wrongs him or whatever. He, like, runs in really fast into the front door, and he jumps off like a planter and, like, fucking slices his head off, and it just, like, goes rolling out, and everybody just starts clapping. And what if, what if, when he's in reality, everybody does that kind of, like, misdub lip thing where it's, like, they're still talking, but they're not? If you are technically a weeaboo or whatever, you would prefer subtitles, so we may have to do that. Right, Actually, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying most weeaboos just learn the language. Yeah, I feel bad. I'm saying weeaboo. Like, just so you guys know, I'm not trying to. be It a sounds dick. very derogatory. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's 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 the term they call it. I'm not saying that that's what people are. I'm not vouching for it. I'm just using it because it's the only thing I know to describe. Goddamn weeaboos! Goddamn weeaboos! <laughs> Never turn your back on the jack weeaboo. <laughs> I think we're making it worse. Yeah, we're probably making it worse. But we're not serious. Again, we're making a movie. We're just trying to be silly. Silly Billy. Anyway, so probably going to be subtitles, but I think it'd be funny to do a little of both. Yeah, a little bit of dub, a little bit of a... Yeah, because you got to have the dub in there. It's just silly. Yeah. Is he 27 or is he older? Like, I think it would be funnier if he was like 35 even. You think maybe... You know, like, the older we can get, the better. 
maybe he gets like a little bit of belly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's totally like uh, I think of um, Napoleon Dynamite style characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Office meets Napoleon Dynamite characters. Okay. Uh, okay. So we need to kick this off because we need to get into that fucking killing here because I am dying for some blood. So how do you want to? How does she get? How does she trick him? If maybe he gets to the princess lair, you know what I mean? In his mind, could be the night before that she fucks with him, and then he bottles it up inside. Right. He wrecks his uh, his hotel room. Okay, what does she do, though? Is, is it like a thing where, kind of like uh, a Toxic Avenger, where she tells him to put this tutu on and... I think it should be something more like, she's getting him to the, the point, you know what I mean? Right. And he's like, all hot and bothered, and everybody comes running in the room, or out of the closets, out of the bathroom and stuff. Right. Taking pictures of him. Okay. Like, like it that maybe would infuriate like... me watching somebody go through that. And maybe he doesn't, like, wear the traditional, like, underwear. Like, he just wears, like, the thing that samurais wear, where it's just, like, a like a samurai or a diaper? sumo wrestler. Kind of, yeah, diaper kind thing. Kind of looking thing. Yeah, right. I mean. Well, maybe he's just got, like, Naruto pants on. Underwear. Okay. Something really ridiculous. Okay. He's, like, stripping down. She's like, who are you wearing? She's like, take me, tiger. <laughs> and then he, like, jumps on the bed, like, sort of, and, like, everybody, like, runs out. And is like, look at the like you know whatever the fucking right. Daniel son Daniel son everybody's <laughs> laughing and it's like all this like shortcuts of them laughing and echoing and him like going paranoid and crazy right and then he just like darts out of the room he's like punching himself he's like hitting the TV he's on its side in his like favorite show and it's like a segment of the movie where he's like where the like guys telling him to be strong Okay, you yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be kind of interesting to do. And, it, it, like, maybe it's not even on. You don't even know. It could be off. He's just lost it at this point. That's what he's just imagining, right? Right. He's imagining that this guy is talking to him. Okay. And he's like, Shin, you are our hero. You cannot let them defeat you. You know, like, some <laughs> shit like that. Like, it's, like, really serious, and he's just, like, in tears, and, like, he's got bloody fists, and he's just, like, upset you must stand up and fight the evil, but all true warriors need rest before they go to battle. You know? <laughs> so he, what, cries himself to sleep? Right. Next day, let's say as they're running around looking for these items on the list that they need to find for this treasure hunt, or okay, that he hears her in distress, like she's in trouble. So he runs to see what's happening. And Dwayne's tickling her or something? I think it should be Richard. Richard's fucking her. His oh, boss. and then like that's when he that's when he snaps. He's like, no. Well, no, it can't be Richard because he's Richard's the last kill, right? So maybe she's not maybe accepting of it. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't know. Maybe if Dick is in there having sex with fucking Carol, Princess fucking Verisba or whatever the fuck her name is, right? She's actually enjoying it, but in his mind, she's maybe being she's, like, raped, re- yeah, and right. he's like trying to like save her. He immediately, like, comes behind with, a, like, a fucking, some sort of knife and just, like, jabs it in his throat and just, like, pops out his larynx. I think that'd be kind of crazy and it squirts blood on her. He thinks he's saving her at this point, even though she's fucking... Loving it. No, yeah, even though she's tricked him the night before and everything, like, and he knows that he still has this immense love for her. And he pops out that guy's larynx and the guy's like... <laughs> Like, it's all spitting blood and everything, and she just, she, like, fucking uh, jabs a pencil in his in his chest or something like that, and he looks down, and then he kind of snaps out of it for a minute. Does he kill her right away, or does she get away? 
maybe in his mind. I think she should get away. She should get away. I almost feel like mayhem should just start. <clears throat> right, right, right. What room is he in? Like, where is this room? In the bathroom? I would say... Is it bad, or is it at the? Because there's not many places that people can just like walk into in a museum. Well, this is like a private event. They've like rented this place out for this, right? I think it would be cool if he was just in the bathroom or something like that, and he would picture it as like this, like, like rice paper, ra- rice paper house, right? You know what I mean with the like the shutter type things, like you could slide open, yeah. And he cuts open it up, but it's really just the door, and he goes in. And I don't think it needs to be specific at that point, right? Other people just start laughing at him in his mind, like, and they're not even laughing, they're just screaming, you know, in real life. So, she runs away, does she warn other people, or does he just lose it right then and there? I think he just loses it somehow, but he's gotta, like, somehow lock people in. Maybe the, maybe he goes to lock the place up, she runs towards the security guards, but he's got, like, a katana now, somehow. It doesn't matter, like, we could just, like, whatever it may be. But then he's, like, fighting these, like, samurai or some ninja or something like that. Were they really their security guards? But they're security guards, right. right. You see what I'm saying? But now he's in full-on delusion mode. Right. There's no snapping out of it. And he's almost like, he's not a bad guy, but he thinks he's in his dream world, but he's really killing people. All right. He gets the keys off one of the guys and then locks the door. Maybe he's, like, holding a gun instead of a sword. Oh. So in his delusion, he's holding a sword. But it's a gun. Like, I don't know if necessarily... Like, all the kills will be sword kills, but it'll be technically a gun. Right. So when he thrusts a sword up through their chin, up the top of their head, it's really a gun going off. Or Like, like he's uppercutting them with the gun. But huh? yeah, he's like, actually, you're seeing sword kills. Right. Maybe it even flashes back to the gun kills, too. Right. To, At to some show points. you the contrast. Yeah, like, like, you know, we're trying to bleed... We're trying to blur the line here a little bit. So he's kind of full-on delusion mode. So it'd be cool to, like, have flashes of people running and scared, and he's just, like, lost. Right. And it'd be I think it'd be too much work to talk about all these elaborate kills that we want to do. Let's just picture, like, mass mayhem with some badass ninja shit kicking off. Right. No, I think so, too. But it's, like, sloppy as shit in real life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would be kind of funny. So how does this all come to a head here? Is it Well, maybe Carol gets away, and maybe he's, in, in his mind, she's like a double spy. Okay. Maybe we could build the story up with her and her character, that she's a double spy, and like he's trying to bring her to reality, and really she's scared the whole time, but for some reason, at the very end, she succumbs to him. Maybe she's just doing it to get close so she can get the, the final kill That blow. could be something, too. So Dwayne is going to be the last kill then, right? Right. So there's going to be all these other office people that he gets picked on even the security guards there just think of kill bill mass hysteria whatever everybody's getting their arms legs face <laughs> just chopped off this is silly but what if he was like he does some sort of crane kick to that charles guy the security guard in the beginning okay because he kept calling himself daniel son or something i don't know whatever the fuck right it wasn't till richard yeah richard said it yeah and that's why i'm saying should it be Dwayne having sex with her Okay, yeah. Or should it be Richard? Yeah, let's switch that up. So Dwayne is the fucking guy that gets Gets the throat. Gets his larynx pull out, yeah, yeah. Right, so how do the three... There's three security guards after that she goes running to. How does he kill them? Like, it's gotta be some cool-ass shit. Maybe he, like, runs up to him, right? Like, full sprint, ninja sprint. And he grabs, like, some kind of tree that's in a potter. 
and like swings it around and whaps one dude in the face. Right. Takes the other guy's taser and tases that dude. And then he's it's like a sword to him, but you see him getting tased right after it. It's like right, Aah. right. So he. Knocks- I want to see him spear the first guy until his head hits like the corner of a fucking little planter area. Okay. So his neck hits that thing and snaps. Okay, and then you know maybe I mean? he grabs a plant after. Well, no. No, he didn't have to grab a plant. Just right. you know, just I just want his neck to just hit that corner of that fucking thing that's about three, like two feet high. Right, two, three feet high, and just snap his neck and like blood spurting out. It's got to be like really bloody. Oh, yeah, they have to be big sprays. Big Big sprays, sprays. right? Yeah, maybe to the two other guys start running up to save the other guy. He sweeps out one of their legs, grabs the guy's falling taser, which looks like a sword in his delusion, right? Sticks it at the guy and it stabs him, but you see him like his face is the same, but it's like really just shocking him. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like, like, like it kind of flips back and forth a little bit. I think that'd be kind of fun. All right. What do you think? No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe he grabs his gun. Right. Well, he grabs the gun off the third guy. Right. He spears that guy, breaks his neck. The other two guys run at him. One of them's closer. So he, he sweeps out his leg. That guy falls. The third guy's running at him. He uses the sword. It looks like it's a sword that he pulled but out of his... But it's a taser. But it's a taser. He, he pulls the taser, it tases the third guy. The second guy is about to get up and fight him, and he does something and then grabs his gun. Okay, so the third guy, how does he die? He stomps on his head? Well, that'd be the second guy. And then he takes the taser Ooh, and he kills the cool third guy. Wouldn't it be cool if he steps on his jaw so much that it breaks off? And it's oh. just like a mash of fucking teeth and so flesh. He's like, so as that one dude's like trying to catch his breath on the ground after he got the right. thing knocked out of him. He, he shoots just... him, but it's really a sword again. Yeah. And then maybe do, like, at the end of the movie, like, do the whole movie like, in what really happened, but in, like, 30 seconds kind of thing, like, fast shots. That'd be kind of fun. Richard is there somewhere, and all these other people that he had kind of sort of made fun of him, but Charles Neff, definitely, the security guy from the actual place, got invited to go to this. And he's going. So what happens to him? How do they fight him? Well, this is what I'm thinking. You mentioned there were three security guards. Maybe he's one of them. And he was just talking to the other security guards when Carol comes running up to him. Okay. Yeah, but no, because that's too soon. That's three deaths right there. We don't want Charles to be around that. Okay. Because that's four deaths, and it's just a wasted death. All right. Like, we got to do something more specific. Maybe it's like a two-store story type museum, you know what I mean? And they hear all this noise and every the gunshots and shit, tasers, whatever else going off, and people are screaming and shit. And it sounds like music to him, like mandolin. Right. Like shit like that, you know what I mean? So by the time he kills these three security guards, Carol's still running away. Okay. Maybe she's out running off to warn somebody else and runs past Charles and he, she's like, and Charles is like, you gotta fucking stop right there. Put your fucking hands up. And he puts his fucking hands up. What do you think he should I do? I feel like he slices his thigh, you know, like the kill points. Okay. So he's spraying blood everywhere. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like the thigh, the neck, and I think it's like the stomach. Maybe his guts fall out. Ooh, that should be like the final blow where it's like, right. blur. He's like, 
And he's like, what the fuck, boy? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, boy? And like, all of a sudden, his organs are pouring out. And yeah. Carol runs, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would be badass. Yeah. Like, so she runs past Charles. Charles gets kind of a wind of it. You see him walk up. You see them get into a beef. And then you see is just, like, being disemboweled. Like, his guts just fall out. And he's like, what the fuck, boy? And he just walks off. You're already dead. You know what I mean? Like, silly <laughs> shit like that. Like... So Charles is following him into this room, and he's like, come back here! Spraying out blood. His organs start falling out and shit like that. Right. And maybe they'll have flashbacks at the end, like Carol's the only survivor. You have to say, pivotal moments in the film. Right. see, like, what really happened. Right. Like, maybe he believes in Carol that she's doing a job she doesn't want to, to save her brother, that the feudal lord has, like, forced her to go on this mission. Right. So he, like, feels bad for her because he knows she doesn't want to do it in his delusion. But in reality, she's just scared as shit of him. Right. So where do we go from here? We got to get some random kills in. Try to do too grandiose of this plot line. Dude, it needs to go wild, man. I just want gore. Like, I don't know. Maybe he jumps off the second story. Dan? Yeah. Shin, Dan, Shin the Great. Right. Whatever the fuck his name and is. And maybe in reality, like, jumped down he like broke a flight his of leg stairs or something. Or something. Yeah. Like, it really wasn't that high. It was, like, literally, like, two feet or something. Right. <laughs> I think he should have a really cool, awesome fight with uh, Richard, Dick. Right. Um, like, it's a mega battle. And maybe Richard's, like, pulling employees in front of him to shield himself. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm a, saying? Like, he's such a, like, a Because he's a slimy motherfucker. Right. And then at the air, very end, it's like her retelling everything that happens for like five minutes. And then it just ends somehow. We'll figure that out. Right. But we got to get like some, some like regular kills. And then he busts in where everybody else is and Carol's freaking out saying. It's like. Ding, 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 ding. And maybe the people don't believe Carol. They're kind of like, what are you talking about? You're talking about like Dan? Right. Dan? They don't know that this is happening because it's such a big place. Right. But I like, I want to see him like running like. A j- like old Japanese like anime right. like you know what I mean like right like like he but he's only like going like he's like walking in a right pace. you know I don't know like it'd be kind of funny it like, maybe since he's overweight he's kind of wheezing <sighs> but we have to have specific characters revisited in the reality right so we're pretty much at Carol and Richard right now are the last two main characters and everybody else is just cannon fodder right he, so maybe he busts open the door right he's trying to get the special armor. Because it's his magical armor or whatever the fuck it is, right? right? Gets that on. There's got to be a shitty sword in that room. Because I really don't want... I don't want it to be guns all, like, in reality. Because that'll be such a bummer in a way. Yeah. So it's still got to have real swords in it. Like, he's actually got to have swords. Maybe there's some hanging up on the wall in the hall that they're in. Right. It's actual real samurai, or not samurai, it'd be... It'd be samurai. He gets his sword, he kills those people some way in, like, real life. So, no, no, no. I still want him to use those chopsticks. People see fucking Dan walking up, and then like they try to rustle him to the ground, but he like reaches back into his hair. Maybe just stabs their eyes. Yeah, and just fucking both at the same time, just pop pow. Right, and they're down. Maybe they're not like dead though. Maybe they're like writhing around. Okay, like spraying blood out, but like walking around, like and, holding and, their eye, like like ah! both of their eyes. Right. Both of his eyes. Like, we'll call this guy Chris. Whatever. All right. So Chris is getting stabbed in the eyes with the, the chopsticks that yeah. are in his hair. The, I would think it would be funny if, like, the blood sprang out on all the people. 
<laughs> as he's like screaming and, and like, like kind of like ranting and running around. Yeah, maybe just... he's like fighting other people as they're doing it. Just randoms. Like we don't have to have names for these people. Right. Like just he's fighting them off. He maybe pulls the chopsticks out and he's like stabbing like four people with it, like in specific spots. Yeah. Like that would be fun, right? Oh yeah. Then he grabs a sword off the wall and slices a dude up from the nuts all the way up to the to the head. Ooh. And he falls apart. Maybe he opens And it's like... Carol behind that screaming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would be badass, dude. Richard sees it, he's there somehow, and he's using people for shields, pushing them into his fucking kills. Right. Like that. Maybe there's just a random girl that's like, Oh my god, help me. Okay. And he just like punches her and like she falls on the ground or whatever. Like she's maybe she's just like the really annoying girl in the office or something. He's like, I've been meaning to do that, you stupid, whatever slimy thing that he does. Right. They end up in a huge like area. What is Richard going to be fighting them with? Maybe he has axes. Maybe something different than a sword. Like some sort of cool like spear, spear axe type action, like double swords or some shit like that. But it's this major battle, and like Richard moves out of the way, and ladies gets ladies' heads get cut off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like pushes a child into a sword. <laughs> uh, I don't know why we always want to kill kids, but I guess that's they gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> it's just really scary. It's really shocking, right? I guess. So okay, so they have this massive battle. How does how does well, Dan die? I'm thinking the like at the end, like the cops kill him. Somehow. Yeah, sure. Like, shoots him in the head. Right. Maybe he's, like, about to profess his love to her. He's like, you don't have to spy anymore. I killed the feudal lord. Right. Which is Richard, the dick, his boss. Yeah. And she's just petrified of him. You know what I mean? I'm so sorry that I did this. And he's like, I love you. <sighs> and then and then as he's, like, he gives her some sort of... The, the band around his head, the Naruto sort of style fucking thing he gives to her. And it just splats blood all over her face. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But how does he kill Richard? We got to figure that out first, and then we'll end this. He definitely got to cut off his dick and, like, make some kind of pun. (laughs) Richard, dick. Oh, Jesus Christ. I guess they won't be calling you dick anymore. (laughs) I think think it would be really funny if he, like, does a crane kick at some point to Richard. He has to do the crane kick. Like, right in his, like, sweet spot. I don't know. It's got to be something brutal, dude. Got Richard's got to say something really fucked up so that you feel good about his death, like even more than you would. Right. Maybe maybe Richard says something like, "You know how you got this job, Danny boy, Daniel son. Your mother begged me, and I made her suck my cock or some fucking shit." You <laughs> right. know, like, and it's like, oh, this guy's gonna die. Or would it be funny, like, if Richard actually kills him? I think Richard. Wait. No, because they got to do the fucking. You're the best. Around. I think Richard should die. Crane kicks him in the fucking dick, like so hard that he drops to his knees and then fucking takes his fucking head off. It's got to be more brutal. Or maybe takes both his arms off and then maybe goes he the head. jabs two swords into his shoulders and like rips down until his arms kind of flap over. All right. And then he just fucking snaps his neck. Yeah. And, like, as Richard's dying, he's, like, looking at Carol, because she's sort of behind him. She's just, like, screaming, and si- but it's silent. You're the best around! <laughs> Nothing's gonna ever bring you down! You're the best! Huh? And he's just, like, walking slow-mo over to her, and he takes off his sash, and she just is smiling in his delusion. Right. Screaming in reality. And then, 
he gets shot in the back of the head by the cops. Maybe right then it'd be like, you know, the whole record sounds like... <laughs> just slows down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just screaming in silence. Like, it's not her scream. You don't hear her scream. Cops run up to her. And then maybe she's like on a gurney outside of like an ambulance and they're asking her what happened. And then you see like the quick rundown of like the reality of this whole movie. Right. Yeah. She's like, he's like, what happened? You got to tell us what happened. It just flashes like different scenes. Maybe he like in his like death, he reaches, he becomes the like next feudal Lord or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like whatever the fuck. And maybe some like happy little like manga, happy cartoon character comes up to him. And like maybe just, it's like Anoki, a princess Anoki yeah, or whatever. and he just holds up the sword at the end, you know what I mean? <laughs> like Breakfast Club, like, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily horror, but it's brutal enough and right. twisted enough that it could fall into that category. Oh, for sure. So, but okay, so we got that. We finished the movie. Do you like it? I mean, are you content? I, I would watch it if if I saw like, I'm sorry, for... I know I go on like rants about what I think. It's just like, once I get the fucking general gist of it, I just start running with it. Right. So I don't mean to overstep you by any means. No, it's all right. It's I think just, it turned out well. I think so, too. I think we worked well together on this. It's definitely a weird... It was a, a weird idea. Where were we going to go with it? Right. And this went way different than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> that is... That killer is... Fanboy. Killer fanboy. And then... So what is the tagline here? I ain't no weeaboo. <laughs> Is it? I ain't waxing on. And I'm yeah. Definitely not waxing off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, wax on, wax on. No, it can't be that. An office warrior's tale. <laughs> what do you think? I think that's actually kind of cool. I like it. I an like office it. warrior's tale? Yeah. The lone tale of an office warrior. That could work. I think so. Let's just stick with the that. The lone tale of an office warrior. Boom. Boom. Done. Boom. Done. That's it. Great plots in your face. All up in your face. No, yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, I think we did a pretty decent job. I mean, do you guys have anything to add to that? Do you like some of the scenes we came up? What are your favorite things that we came up with? What are some of the worst things? What do you think? Let us know. Can you add to the story? Yeah, let us know. We like that, you know, people get involved and tell us what they they like or dislike. So we want to have a conversation with you. We want you a part of this. So, but yeah, if you have an idea or something like that, or maybe a grave plots, we are still doing a contest. So keep in mind, you could win a gift card for a fucking free Blu-ray. But that's it for grave plots. And now it's time for us to take a journey down to the funny fangs world of our flesh and potatoes. So now we're going to kick it off into the funny fangs of our flesh and potatoes segment. Uh, we wanted to kind of pick a few movies. You know, we can't pick them all. We like to pick about three because we feel that's enough. Right. Um, we decided to watch. Uh, we were going to watch a few other movies, but we felt like they weren't comedy necessarily. 
So we went and picked Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> when I first heard about it, though, I was like, eh. And then I remember, I was like, actually, yeah, it was kind of funny. Right. There was some parts that were funny, but there was a lot of cringe. Right. Yeah. You know, well, before we get into it, Vampire in Brooklyn came out in 1995. It was directed by none other than the horror master great Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird. It's considered to be one of his worst movies that he's ever directed. No, I like it. I will say it's fun to revisit. I'm just saying most people consider this to be one of Wes Craven's worst movies. Then they need to revisit Dracula 2000. Also, there was a lot of stars in this movie. Obviously, Eddie Murphy played uh, the vampire in this movie, which is pretty ridiculous. He plays Maximilian. He also does The Preacher, Polly, and Guido. So he does like three different roles like he does in like Nutty Professor. Right. You got Angela Bassett, who's in a bunch of fucking shit, like American Horror Story. Right. She's great. Well, I think I think she's most known for Boys in the Hood. Right. She's done a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. She's done a lot of stuff. But she's, I think, like Christina, my girlfriend, she loves Angela Bassett. Like she's just a huge fan of hers, so you know what? Now when I when I saw her in the movie, I was like, you know what? She would have made an awesome Queen of the Damned. Yeah, she probably would, but you know they had Aaliyah. Oh uh, yeah, which it's I a- actually watched that movie just because I was like, well, we're watching vampire movies. I'm just gonna watch it. It's one of my guilty pleasures. Right. I, I don't the book like- is way better than the movie. Uh, yeah. But well, also we got Alan Payne who plays the detective, Kadeem Hardison who was in uh, another a, a different world, excuse me, which was the spinoff of Cosby Show. Yeah, he was also in White Man Can't Jump and a, a bunch of other stuff. But he was kind of like an eighties sort of night early nineties kind of like star character actor, pretty right. much. Yeah, you had John Witherspoon who is probably most notable in my opinion. For Friday, he he played the father right. of uh, of Ice Cube, which was just fucking great. But he did all kinds of stuff. He was in Boondocks. He was in the Wayne Brothers show. Um, all the different production stuff that they did. He's been in a ton of stuff. Actually, one of your guys that you like to watch on YouTube, Dashy, is friends with the the one of his sons. Oh yeah, he always does like like I guess like John Witherspoon does it like a fucking cooking show now. <laughs> yeah dude like i seen dashy do one with him wow so he's trying to like kick off this youtube thing so it's not, i don't know i just think that's kind of interesting <laughs> also there's zakes mckay i believe i'm saying his name right i remember him specifically from the serpent and the rainbow he was the like villain in the movie yeah the like voodoo priest played pretty creepy shit i remember they destroyed the pots to kill him or something all the souls escaped and killed him or something at the end of serpent and the rainbow and they had a f- couple other people in it, but for the most part, those are the main people in the movie. Let's let's give you the uh, breakdown of what this story is, if you guys have never heard of it first. So the synopsis is, Maximilian, Eddie, a.k.a. Eddie Murphy, is the only survivor from a race of vampires on a Caribbean island. And as a vampire, he must find a mate to keep the line from ending. He knows that a child had been born to a woman who had a vampire father, and he searches for her in Brooklyn. Rita's mother, who has died in an asylum, was that woman who is Angela Bassett. And uh, Rita's nightmares that she has done, that she does not understand. She has these visions and she paints. 
Not knowing that she is part vampire, Max woos her and attempts to bring her to blood-sucking destiny. Even though Rita has strange dreams and actions, Justice, her partner, has feelings for her because she's a cop uh, and does not want her involved with this stranger, Max. But it is Rita who must decide her destiny. Now, what did you think of the movie? Honestly. Uh, I honestly, you know, I, I won't say it's true horror, but I will say it's classic 90s. They have um, some gore and shit in it. Yeah, they have gore in it. Right. But I wouldn't say it's classic horror movie. No. But it, it's pretty ridiculous. It is a 90s gem, in my opinion, anyways. It, it, it's not fantastical, but it, it'll make you laugh, and there's some definitely good gore. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, I think it was pretty fun. Like yeah. and at first, At first, I was like, ugh. Because I remember Christina was like, I don't remember it being that bad. And I was like, no, I remember it being really bad. Because you think Wes Craven, right? Right. Like, what the fuck? This is like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, and and I thought it was like a cool mix of a bunch of different stuff. I'm fairly positive this is where like Wes Craven was like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Just fuck it. I don't even care. Is there, a pay- is there a paycheck involved? All right, I'll make it. What do you want to do? A dildo dinosaur? All right, we're down. No, I'm kidding, but I just don't think it's one of his shining moments. No. Wes Craven is far better than... This is this is towards the downfall. This yeah. This is like maybe I would the be fucking shocked if somebody put that in the top three Wes Craven movies. I'd, yeah. probably, I'd probably punch them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a love tap, right? But, but, I mean, again, we wanted to pick something that was supposed to be funny at the very least. There was some funny shit in it. John Witherspoon, in the very beginning of the movie, he's like, the ship crashes into the into the yard where Maximilian, a.k.a. Eddie Murphy, is on board as a vampire. And they crash into the thing with Kadeem, who's him, John Witherspoon and Kadeem Hardison, is, like, chilling out watching, like, what were they watching? Like, Jeopardy or some shit? Something like that, yeah. Oh, no, it was... Uh, it was a family feud. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then like the the, sh- the the ship crashes into the place and he's like climbing up with Kadeem and he's like, Ahoy, motherfucker! <laughs> that shit made me crack up, dude. I was like, what the fuck? I said, Ahoy, motherfucker! <laughs> so it was kind of silly there. Um, I don't know, man. Overall, dude, that movie was such a... Maybe a 4.5... That's what it is on uh, IMDb, actually. Is it really? It's like a 27 on Metacritic. Ooh. I think Rotten Tomatoes was like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15%. <laughs> I mean, I can't say I blame them. Like, I think if you were to take all three of those numbers and, like, boil it down to one number, I think it, yeah, it's probably about right. <laughs> 4.5. I don't know. I mean, it's it's something I'll probably watch again if I just have nothing to watch. Right. It's not a movie I'm, like, gravitating towards. There were some funny shit in it. Some of the parts where Eddie Murphy was like pretending to be somebody else uh, because he could change into different characters. But I think it is cool. Like they have Kadeem. Like he plays a ghoul. Yeah. Because Maximilian the vampire puts his blood in his mouth. And Kadeem's like this like talks too much kind of guy. And he's always saying weird funny shit at the wrong fucking (laughs) time. At the wrong time. But, like, the the bounce back between him and Eddie Murphy are pretty funny. Yeah. It's pretty decent. Like, his parts are fun. They're memorable. He's falling apart the entire time. Yeah. Like, he's rotting. (laughs) And it's just, like, weird. Like, he loses an ear. He loses a hand. He's, like, loses his dick and shit. Like, (laughs) what were you going to say? 
I was going to say, what, what were some of your favorite points in the movie? Um, <laughs> That's really hard. Uh, probably the Ahoy motherfucker. That shit made me going. I was like, maybe this isn't so bad. You know, like, <laughs> I, I'm laughing. You know, like, maybe I get you know, give this a shot again. Talking like Cosby and shit. Um, Did you give yourself a pudding pop? I don't know. Like, the parts that were supposed to be funny to me were not. Okay. And I kind of feel like, I don't know, man. I don't like the movie. (laughs) It's like a five at most. And it's probably like a four. It's just one of those movies where there's just so many people in it. You kind of have to watch it. Right. It's not something I like want to go out and buy. Yeah. Maybe if there was some kind of commentary with it to add a little bit more spice to it, it'd be nice to know little tidbits here and there. Right. Yeah. Other than that. There probably is no audio commentary for it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there is, it's probably just Wes Craven go, I don't know what I was thinking. It would be funny to have Eddie Murphy doing the commentary. Yeah, why? Well, <laughs> you know, and the funny thing about that is, is that Eddie Murphy said that the reason that the movie sucked is because of his wig. Oh, it was like, bad. He was con- he thought that the wig was the reason, because people were like, get the fuck out of here. That's exactly what he said. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah. he said that part of the reason he did this movie was so he could get out of the Paramount grip because they had him in a contract. And so this is just his way to get out. And then he started doing a bunch of family-friendly movies like The Nutty Professor. Dr. Doolittle. All that shit. Right. And that pretty much sunk his career. Well, then then he had a, a contract with Disney, which I don't know why you would sign a contract with Disney because Disney's just going to put you in a box and be like, all right. Yeah, dance puppet. Right. I don't know. There's some pretty interesting things about the whole uh, history of this. Roger Ebert said it's not a really good movie to look at. (laughs) He said that uh, it's darker than Seven. Yeah, like, what? What? Like, that's where I was like, what the fuck? No. No way, dude. It's not as dark as that. That's way more twisted than anything. No, like and I way visceral, dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking... Like that was like tongue in cheek. Like Vampire in Brooklyn is like silly. Yeah, like there is no. I mean, it's got some dark parts in it, but I wouldn't compare it to Seven in the least. Maybe he, at the time Seven came out at that time, so he was just like kind of loosely comparing it. Maybe, but I just thought it was kind of like it's not what? even the same ballpark. This this step back to where Eddie Murphy said it was probably because of the hair. I think that might have to do with that he actually had a hand in writing the movie. Oh, Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the funny thing is is that Eddie Murphy did not want to be a funny man anymore at this point. Oh, yeah. So he kind of had like the Dave Chappelle thing going on, you know, where he just kind of gave up on that. He wanted to be taken seriously. So Mick Garris, there was an interview with Mick Garris and I think Wes Craven where they were like talking about it and... Part of the reason that they had difficulty with the movie was because Eddie Murphy didn't want to be funny. So it was like, even the funny parts were kind of lacking. Right. Although his Guido guy was kind of funny. Oh, you beast fucker. You know you beast fucker. Yeah. Like, there's some... (laughs) I mean, he always has done that Italian accent, like, in certain... Like, I think in the SNL skits and shit like that. But yeah, man, it just didn't feel like classic Eddie, man. It just felt like there was, like, something missing. It was soulless Eddie. Right. Even though he's a vampire <laughs> and he's soulless. It just felt like it was it, missing. It, it felt like it was forced. And right. it probably was. It really is. If you're an Eddie Murphy fan, I would steer clear of this one. I, I, I mean, I get what... At some point, you just w- want to break out of that shell that they've boxed you in as far as a comedic person. But that's what people loved you for. I get it. 
And like, if you if you want to do something like that, I mean, sorry to step on you, but if you want to do something like that, and if you're someone like Eddie Murphy and has that type of money, why don't you just throw your own money at it and make it your movie? Right. Do you remember the movie that came out with uh, Ben? It was a comedy. It was called The Tower. No. It's, uh, what's the guy from uh, something about Mary? Stiller? Ben, ben Stiller, Stiller. Yeah. yeah. So Ben Stiller did a movie where he was doing a robbery, he- or the heist, it was Tower Heist. Maybe okay. that was what it was called. We're trying to steal a car or some shit. And it had a bunch of gold in it. It was made out of gold or some dumb shit. Huh. But I, Eddie Murphy was in it. And I was like, yes, Eddie Murphy's back. You know? like, And then I watched it. I was like, I hate myself. <laughs> My dreams are dead. And and if he really wanted to be taken serious, he should have took it serious himself. And like I said, throw right. some money at something. Something that he's passionate about. Right. But that never happened. Well, I think that's all we really need to say about that movie. It's yeah. not one of my favorites. I mean, if you guys are fans of it, I mean, God bless your soul. <laughs> um, but it's not a good movie. It's it's something that you add to your collection last of the Wes Craven collection. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not one of those ones that you just jump well, out. Well, I would definitely get that before, I'm going to say it again, before I would get Dracula 2000. Probably, but I'd have to watch it again to really make that a assumption. I would be assuming otherwise. Right. But, yeah, and and by the way, just to mention, Wes Craven, after this movie, kicked off his whole Scream franchise that went wild. Yeah, that was a great series. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was different. It played different. It played on the tropes that we're used to, and that was kind right. of interesting, which they were going to call Scary Movie. They ended up calling it Scream because it seemed better. And then they... The Scary Movie. Scary Movie turned into a comedy that John, uh, the Damon Wayans brothers, the Wayans brothers did. Which so, are pretty good. Yeah. Well, up until... The first two, maybe? Two, yeah. When the third one is when they started doing the World of the Worlds. And, or maybe that weird. was four. Anyway, so we did watch a, cu- a couple other movies. One of the next ones that we wanted to talk about. Bloodsucking Bastards. Yes. And this movie, I really like this movie. I think this is a good one to add to your collection, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like Office Space or The Office or any of those Office sitcoms that you've ever seen on TV. Office Space mixed with like really funny, weird characters mixed with right it was vampires. Like Workaholics meets Dust Till Dawn or something. Right. And uh, if you guys aren't familiar, this movie came out in 2015, actually. And if you haven't seen it, it was on like Netflix and it was on like Amazon and Hulu. And then they just pulled it recently. We're like, fuck, we got to like rent it again or some shit. Right. It was directed by Brian James O'Connell, who, if you're not familiar with, he's not done too many other movies that are like notable i would say he's actually more of an actor that became a director but some of the movies that he's directed just to give you guys kind of an idea he did angry white man blood-sucking bastards and he's doing american airness which is some tv movie he's doing but i like blood-sucking bastards oh it's good there's some uh some actors that are in this movie that you may already recognize if you're a fan of cabin in the woods then you'll automatically know who Fran Kranz is. He's uh, the bong guy, the the fucking stoner in Cabin in the Woods. He's in this movie. He's pretty fucking great. Uh, This guy, Pedro Pascal, who plays the vampire guy, and Joey Kern, who I thought was really funny in this. Like Joey Kern has done Super Troopers, Cabin Fever, the original Cabin Fever, by the way. Pretty notable, I think. I'd seen him in something. I was like, where the fuck have I seen this guy? I've seen him in things. Right. So, but he's been around. He plays a really good character role. The story, an office space meets Shaun of the Dead. There you go. Action-packed vampire comedy, blood-sucking bastards. 
Uh, it's a dutiful, overworked employee stuck at a soul-sucking, killing corporation with his beautiful co-worker and girlfriend, Amanda, played by Emma Fitzpatrick, and his slacker best friend, who plays Joey Kern, or Joey Kern plays Tim. Evans' world begins to crumble and Amanda dumps him, and his boss, Ted, hands his coveted promotion to his nemesis, Max. When his office mates start going through disturbing changes and bodies begin to pile up, Evan must find a way to stop the evil brewing amidst the cubicles and water coolers, win back Amanda, and rescue his workplace pals before his life and career go from dead end to just dead. (laughs) That's the long version. But yeah, essentially, a guy goes into the fucking... He works, he's at a dead end job, he's trying to be promoted. All of a sudden, his promotion's given over to this guy who he has a past history, and we'll get into that. What did you think of it, though? Like, oh, this was your first time seeing it. It's probably my third or fourth time. You know, I didn't know what to expect when I was getting into it, but I think the credits kicked it off the right way. It was, oh, the music, yeah, where they're getting their, show their faces on the Xerox copy machine. Yeah, and you see the fucking paper cutter. and Right, oh, it's got a fun tone to it. It definitely got a very, fun tone. Very James Gunn feel to it. Oh, yeah, in for a sure, way. yeah. Um, so right off the bat, I knew I was in for something special. Right. And um, when we get to the favorite scenes part, it's going to be so hard, dude, because there's just... There's so many. There's so many. It's definitely a classic, in my opinion. It's one of those movies that kind of flew under the radar right. for a lot of people. But I was, like, anxious to see it. I, like, kind of followed the trailers. I kind of followed the... Uh, on uh, UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, if you guys have ever been there, they keep kind of, the like, the notes that you would get from IMDb that you can't get <laughs> unless right. you pay for the subscription. So I think they pay for the subscription uh, to IMDb. But um, I don't know, man. I, I really think this movie's funny. It's a lot more funny. Joel Murray's in it, by the way. I forgot to mention. He's Eddie Mur- or Eddie... <laughs> He's fucking Murray, Bill Murray's brother. Right. One of the brothers, anyway. Uh, and uh, one of the other guys I thought was good was Justin Ware. And who was the fucking office pool guy? That guy was <laughs> so fucking intense, so man. Good. He was really good. Like, Oh, man. Dave? Is that his name? But he plays the office pool guy. And it's like... He's like really kind of a pushover. He's like, hey, man, you, you got that 20 bucks? And he's like, fuck off. Like everybody treats him like shit. And he's just like, hey, no, tomorrow. That's a good idea, man. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. We'll get the pool money. We got it worked out. No problem, buddy. <laughs> you know, like he does this office pool for like sports and everybody like partakes in it. And he's just like the biggest pushover. Right. And no one ever pays that. Yeah. Nobody ever wants to pay up for their loss. What were you going to say else about it? Like, what did you feel like? What kind of tone did it give you? Like, what do you think it was like worked with it? What didn't work with it? There wasn't much that didn't work with it. I think these guys try to stay within their wheelhouse, what they were looking for. They didn't try to like overreach. It just kind of kept this, you know, tone throughout. Yeah. Real funny tone. Right. There was some dry spots in it. I think. Maybe a little bit, but not too much to where I'm like, all right, we can we go to the next scene now? Right. You know? I thought there was some pretty funny original stuff in it. Like they said, um, one of the security guards is like, he's like, he calls them puncture monkeys. <laughs> Dude, that shit cracks me up. He's like, you think this is my first time being a puncture monkey or fighting puncture monkeys? I've been doing this for 20 years. He's like some battle-tested fucking security guard right. that's like overhyped for the position. Treats everything like he's in the military. We know what this movie felt like. It totally felt like one of the movies we would have came up with in one of our grave plots. Right, right. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's kind of how it feels, right? Right. 
Especially yeah, I think about they've... that now that we do this a lot. So it's like, because it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy to come up with a story so quick. Right. But, and to make it work, the, I think what makes this movie work the most is the actors. Oh, yeah. The characters are well written. They say some funny ass fucking shit. Uh, they tend, the actors land the shit very well. Some of the characters. What char- was the guy's name? The guy who plays Tim again? Uh, Tim is Joey Kern. Without Joey Kern, this movie wouldn't be. I don't know. A lot of the, I, there's a lot of the actors in the movie that I really liked. Like I think everybody did a pretty decent job. The 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 big chick who's like odd and weird. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Then there's the 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 pool guy, who when he gets like everybody starts to slowly turn in this movie. I'm not trying to ruin it for you, but that guy gets fucking changed and his personality goes from pushover. To scary as fuck. Bitch better have my money. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, guess what? It's the end of the day. Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Time to have your fucking money. I'm tired of fucking asking you. Like, I it's love like, how Tim's damn. like, I didn't even put in on yeah, it. it did. But he doesn't want to like talk back to him because he's like scared he's going to snap. I mean, there was, like, some of the love interest in the movie wasn't too horrible between um, the main guy and the main girl. I thought it was done well. It was done well. But she kind of, I felt like it didn't connect really until the end with her. Right. Like it felt kind of weird. To where Crusando. Like it didn't even feel like she fit into it that well. Like right. there was parts that she did well, but there was other parts that just felt like they were too long a scene. Like if I wanted to be critical about this, right. like I could point out that there is some weird, fluid, non-fluid moments in it. Specifically with her character, I think. Right, but her her scenes were very short. I mean, I mean, she had the most green time probably at the very end. Right, and it was fun. That part was fun. Oh, yeah. One thing I thought was really super creative about this movie is that in most of the movies, I mean, what did they blow up fucking vampires in... Uh... Blade. Was it Blade? Blade did it. Oh, okay. And also, did they do it in uh, Dust Till Dawn? I can't remember. I think they did it once, and that's when the sunlight hits somebody, and they're like... Okay. So it was Blade. Yeah, Blade. Okay. Because they had that serum. But nobody else had really tapped it, and and they did it in such a fun way. Like, you really were looking forward to when a vampire died. Yeah. Because they would just explode into nothing but blood everywhere. Like, everywhere. From fucking head to toe, man. Like, they were just taking buckets of blood with, ge- go- like, gore bits in it and slapping them in the face with it. Well, that's the best part. It me, was dude. great, dude. Yeah. Fucking uh, Murray, uh, his brother, um, was fucking pretty funny in it, you know? I love, like, I mean, we'll talk about our favorite scenes now. We might oh, yeah. as well. So what are your favorite scenes? Well, there, there's, okay, so this guy with his love interest, I can't remember her name in the movie, but they they break up. Oh, her name is Amanda. Amanda. Emma Fitzpatrick's her real name, though. And and the reason they broke up was because they were sitting at home one day watching TV, and she was feeling all lovey-dovey, and she says, I love you. And he replies with, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She was like, it's really hard for me to say. Right. And he just said, no. It's like, yeah, that's really kind of bad. Right. <laughs> like, she's like, anything, like not saying anything would have felt better. Right. So later on in the movie, I forget what happens. It's like a very intense scene. And then he just says, I love you. And then like his friend, Tim, kind of like comes into the scene smiling. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like waiting. He's like, what's happening? 
Like it's like it's a, it's just really good. Yeah, I loved you. <laughs> you it know? is really kind of weird. Like that humor is like right. It was a little dry, but it was funny. No, yeah, like it's stupid humor, but it's done in a smart way. Right. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like the delivery works so well. Yeah. Like they come up with really catchy phrases. Things that they say is really catchy and unique in a way. Like puncture monkeys. I'll never forget that. Right. Like I think that shit's so fucking cool. Oh, you got some puncture monkeys up in here. <laughs> and I think the other scene I really liked was another scene with Tim. Oh. At the very end of the movie, they're leaving the office, and uh, they're covered in blood, of course. And they're just that really cheesy like elevator music going on. Right. And Tim's just kind of jamming out to it. And uh, what's the lead character's name again? Uh, he- Evan is the main character. So Evan just loses it and just fucking beats the shit out of the speaker box. Right. I mean, there's more than that. There's way more than that. There's way more than that. But like those two scenes, I don't know why, but stick I, I out fucking to me. love the fucking the 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 pool guy, the fucking uh, office pool. Office pool, yes. Yeah, he does the 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 betting and stuff. The office pool. I thought he was great. His scenes were just fucking insane. Like right. he is so fucking serious. And to see that guy go from pushover to like scary and serious was so fucking great it was a great transition yeah uh a couple other little parts i mean there was oh he was like there was a scene where he was like talking to his girlfriend and she never believed anything he said he was like he's like i'm trying to explain she was like vampires really guys like vampires and he's like (laughs) he's like yes i'm trying she's like are you trying to commit career suicide he's like i'm not trying to commit career suicide i'm trying to prevent career homicide he was like that's really good (laughs) (laughs) he's like yeah i don't know it just kind of came in there but anyway like (laughs) like the way that it flows is just really funny um another really mild scene that i thought was really funny ted the boss is like they reveal that he's like knew that they were vampires in a way spoiler alert right um and he's like he was like, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah? Well, Ted, guess what? You were going to be fucking eaten. He was like, no. He was just saving me for last. You know, we were going to do the candles and things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like he's going to turn me last, you know. It was, was going to be special. It was going to be like these candles and things. <laughs> and he was like, no, he was going to eat your fucking face. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, there are some trivia that is behind it. Like, there's very mild... You got some factoids? Not really. I mean, other than the fact that we stated that what's-his-name's from Cabin in the Woods, some of the characters in this movie have worked with Joss Whedon, essentially. Um, So that was, like, one of the main things. Um, The weird thing about this movie, though, is that it's gotten, like, a 50% on Metacritic and, like, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I just feel like that's really wrong. Yeah, that's a little low. It seems a little too low. Yeah. For as fun and, like, entertaining and gory and shit as this is, like, I thought it was really fucking funny. I was going to say 8.5. I definitely, it is one of those movies I will definitely watch again. Right. Like, I don't even mind, I think I've watched it, like, three times in the past year. There you go. So, I mean, that tells you that it's not a hard sit-through. You're not going to be fucking hating yourself for watching this. Although, you know, I've been wrong before. I'm not everybody's fucking cup of tea, but I personally think it is good. And I believe you can pick it up on Scream Factory. So, but yeah, that's it for fucking blood-sucking bastards. And the last movie that we're going to talk about here is going to be What We Do in the Shadows, which uh, was released 
in 2014, so about a year before uh, Bloodsucking Bastards. I love this movie. It's not for everyone. It's a dry humor, like really dry. I, I wouldn't say really dry. It's directed by Jermaine Clement and Takai and Taika Watiti, who also helped write it. So the two of them direct and wrote this movie. And aren't they in it as well? Yeah, they're the actors in it. Yeah. Jermaine um, plays, he's, he, if you guys aren't familiar with who he is, he's actually been in like Flight of the Concords. Uh, he did, he played, hey, it's Bowie. He's like, I'm wearing an eye patch, you know, like, and they did some like rap comedy stuff and like the Flight of the Concords was pretty crazy. It was like a band slash, it was kind of like Lonely Island okay, before Lonely yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah. Other movies that Jermaine has been in. He was in Men in Black. He's been in like little bit roles here and there. Some of the bigger ones, I think he was in um, Eagle versus Shark, Gentleman Broncos, Broncos, which was like a Napoleon Dynamite style film. He's a really good character actor, and he plays Vladislav in this movie. Uh, Taika Watiti. He's been in all that same stuff as Jermaine Clement uh, has done. He plays Viago. You got Johnny Bra, who is Deacon. Uh, he plays like the younger vampire sort of. He's been a lot of stuff that they've done. Um, they actually did do like a uh, sort of a play before. I'm not sure it was like a TV show or something like that called What We Do in the Shadows interview with some vampires. And he was in it with all the same guys. So this was actually made as a like, hey, let's put this really into put some budget into it. You right. know what I mean? What did you think of the movie, though? I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I think this movie was like one of those movies where they just kind of improv yeah. To make up jokes. They have like sort of an outline and they just kind of run with it. Right. Because these guys are like improv guys. You know what I mean? Like the funniest p- parts about them, I think, yeah, it's written and they have a general uh, outline. Like of there's what's some happening. funny shit that they've probably written down, but I think some of the funnier bits are typically when they just off the cuff make up stuff. Right. And just really get into the characters that they do. Like their voices, everything. Like being able to dip into what the vampires do in a sort of, um, what do you call it, reality TV show way. Right. Was really interesting because it kind of tackles different things that you think about with vampires that they never really go over in any other movie. How do they get dressed? How do they see what they're wearing? <laughs> like... <laughs> How, like, just as all, like, how they get into fights and arguments about stupid shit. You know, like, how they consider themselves young or old or, you know, just, just, just a whole bunch of, a myriad of different things that you never really think about that they wrote into this movie. And I never saw the original What We Do in the Shadows. Either did I. Short or whatever it was. So, and I, I, I'm sure it's just a fraction of what was in this movie. I don't know. I can't say, though. Right. Well, we still have to give them a rundown on what this movie is about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll go back. Sorry, guys. But basically, the story is about a documentary team that films and lives with a group of vampires for a few months. And the vampires share a house in Wellington, New Zealand. 
And it turns out vampires have their own domestic problems, too, essentially. <laughs> right. But they, like, even in the beginning of the movie, they talk about, like, how the film camera guys were wearing crucifix, and they were not to be killed. And it's like, there's some points where it's like, they go to, like, this. they're like this secret society, and they're, like, always getting angry at each other for exposing one another or doing stupid shit that other people might kill them for. But in the same respect, they're doing a fucking documentary Right. <laughs> about themselves. And they even address it in the movie. Right. Like, and make fun of themselves about it. Like, it's just ridiculousness for ridiculousness sake. If you like improvisational sort of humor, very dry, like situational kind of humor, uh, I would say this movie would probably be for you. There is some silly, funny kind of slapstick stuff in it. But I think for the most part, it's really just just how it's like oh that's clever yeah i don't know how to explain it it's just one of those things i'm like oh that's really cool i like how they did that that's really funny i think what really worked in this it was just like you were saying how they play off like the vampires like vulnerabilities right and i really like that they brought werewolves into it and like the whole dispute between them right they normalize vampires in such a way right and make it so funny it's just little things you don't think about, you know what I mean? Right, like, where they bitch at that dude for not doing, like, dishes for, like, five, five years. Yeah, for five years. <laughs> Did you see that the chart on the wall is, you know, it says Deacon, and, and dishes have been here for five years, and this is uncalled for, it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing when I have friends come over. It's like, but you're going to kill them! <laughs> uh, just silly shit like that. Right. Uh... I mean, I think it, what really made it was like the characters. They really brought those characters alive, you know. They, re- you know what, and then that's what I think. Um, Blood sucking bastards and it have in common in a way is that right. it's really strong characters, very strong character actor roles. Um, you know, maybe Evan from Blood sucking bastards wasn't like the best actor, but he right. he played the the position, of the character, the regular guy, really well. Uh, but then in this movie, like the characters are so much stronger, I think, in this one oh, yeah. than the other ones. And I think that's where we kind of lean towards making this one one of our top movies. We're not always so fortunate to have one like that. Right. I mean, it is probably like an 8.5 or 9, probably at least a 9. It is something I, I watched back to back two times in a row, like in, <laughs> in one 24-hour period. Wow. One of the things I thought was really cool be, like about the the whole point with um, improv and stuff is that they shot over 120 hours of footage for this movie. No shit. 120 hours, dude. Oh, wow. Most of which were improvisation for the leads. So that that goes to show you that they really just had... They must have had fun on this. Just coming up with all these different takes. Taika Waititi, who is the other guy that directed and wrote this movie, he plays Viago the f- more effeminate um, vampire. He's a dandy from the dandy era. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he said he based his performance <clears throat> on uh, his mother, uh, Jermaine Clement, based on his, uh, based his on Gary Oldman and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Hmm. And you could tell they did a lot of research on vampire movies when they were doing this. Right. Because they wanted to have nods towards certain things. Like they even made a nod towards Lost Boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they do the fucking worms. Yeah. It's like, who likes Buschetti? 
Baschetti like a child. Like he doesn't know how to say it. Do you like Baschetti? I love when he shows up at the end to the ball and his hair's done up like fucking Dracula from Bram Stoker's Dracula. It kind of reminded me also of David Bowie. A little for bit. For some reason. I don't Maybe know Maybe it was the white fur. He was way overdone. <laughs> yeah, he was done up. Like, to... you know, they spent like seven hours getting him ready oh, for that. Oh, man. Uh, although, this here's, here's one. Uh, there was talk of a spinoff movie called What We Do in the Moonlight. Yeah, I was wondering. I thought I had heard some rumblings about them doing a sequel or something. That I would watch it. Because it was an uproarious comedy. Right. Like, they were, like, like heralding it as, like, you know, one of the best vampire movies ever made. <laughs> so, I mean, not them personally, but other right. people. So, did they ever figure out what they were going to do with it, I wonder? I don't know. No, they they never said anything about that, but there was talk about it. That was, it was going to follow the wolf pack instead of the vampires, so. Well, you know what's funny? One of their friends, uh, you know how they, they initiate one of the guys, uh, Peter... Who plays the oldest vampire? Um, Peter, we uh, come down here to tell you that we are going to have a flat meeting uh, in about ten minutes, and uh, you do not have to come up, of course. But uh, we want—I want to extend the invitation. And he just hisses at him, right? And he's like the Nosferatu. Yeah, he's but... like the traditional Nosferatu character, right? Um, but that guy—they invite guests over to kill, essentially. And they have a familiar, which is very similar to, like... The Slave. Oh, like Blade. The movie Blade. Yeah. Where they have these familiars that are their slaves, and they're, they want to become vampires. And this this lady, like, the whole process of her finding people to, like, invite over is so silly and fun. She, like, yeah, she picked on me in school, so I'm bringing her over. <laughs> She's like, you don't want to pick people that you really like, because then, well, they're going to die. So, yeah. <laughs> but one of the guys, he gets bit on the neck and he becomes a vampire. He's like the youngest, most careless vampire that they kind of bring in. I think it was like Nick or something like right, that. Right, yeah. And he, he invites his buddy, Stu. Well, the funny thing about this guy, Stu, that's in the movie, and he's he's so deadpan and silly. The, the man who plays him is not an actor. Oh, is he not? No, he's actually, his name is Stu Rutherford. <laughs> and get this he's a part-time business analyst for the wellington company at landworks so he's so, pretty much just playing himself yeah in this movie. he was hired for the film under the impression that he would be working on computers and that he would play a small part in the film so he actually became like the whole story like the linchpin yeah he was like the one thing that tied them all together and yeah. brought them together and he was like not a really good actor but it was perfect it really was perfect. Yeah, it was so good. I think they knew early on they were like, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta drag this guy through fucking vampire hell." And well, only that, it didn't seem like he didn't know how to act. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe that was part of the charm of his character. Just to give you kind of an idea, like they they do give a breakdown of what each of the characters are supposed to represent, like in vampire films and stuff like that. Like we had already mentioned, you know, Peter, Peter. Peter was conceived um, as uh, a devoid character, kind of a Nosferatu character. Deacon reflects Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Vladislav, who Jermaine Clement plays, is comparable to Gary Oldman's Dracula. And Nick, the young one that gets turned, is reminiscent of uh, Edward from Twilight. That's why in the movie he's always saying, oh, you know that Twilight movie? That's me. And uh, Viago is like Louis... 
de point du lac from the interview with the vampire. Um, so they all had kind of a little different of a role. Uh, I, I want to say... Don't when, you take mine, motherfucker. Oh, no, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but probably when the cops get called for the noise complaint. Oh, yeah. And they're, and like, they're like, they, you'll, ne- you'll see nothing out of the ordinary. Right. And then they come to the kitchen, and they're like, the guy's literally holding him down so he doesn't fly away, and the other guy's like up in the corner. <laughs> yeah, he's like perched in the corner. <laughs> and they're just talking to the cops like they can't see him, I guess, because well, they're under that spell. I love when they go into the basement and there's all those dead people, like a dead vampire and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what's this? What's this right here? And he's like, oh, they're all like, oh, shit. You know, because they were worried because like Viago's not really good at... at, at getting people under a spell and like doing his bidding. And, uh, they're like standing over a fucking melted corpse (laughs) and he's pointing. He's like, what's this? You know, that's a flammable and you got a lantern on top and then you got some electricity up here right above it. He's like, what's this? This is dangerous. He's like, all I want you to do is just think about a little bit. He's like, and then there's the one dude laying, the, the vampire slayer is on the ground right. dead, and he's got like a fucking, the, the tomb, uh, like, what do they call it? Like the coffin lid? Yeah, like, like crushing a, him. Yeah, crushing his leg. He's like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> oh, he looks uncomfortable. You, you know, I think he needs a blanket. <laughs> and they're like, he's just, oh, he's just drunk. He's just drunk, you know? And he's like, oh, no, yeah, but it just, I mean... He doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> it looks like he's he's not having a good time there. He's going to feel like shit in the morning. <laughs> like, shit's fucking great, dude. I think the other part that I really enjoyed is before they bite Nick, and he's like, they when he's trying to escape him before he gets bit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, uh, what's the guy who can transform into stuff? Oh, yeah, that was he, a cool scene, man. Like, you see him as a cat, but he can't transform all the way. Right. But his face is still there. He's like, with his cat behind <laughs> Dude, that was like really weird. It was. There was another scene where they had the hand coming out, out of the, the book backpack. bag. Yeah, oh, that dude. looked so good. And then he threw the bag, and, and then like, he crawled out like seamlessly. Well, he didn't just crawl out; he crawled across the floor at, with the bag, right. so that his legs weren't even touching the ground. So it was like really cool. Like they did some pretty good effects in this, right? I was like, damn, how did they do that? But that definitely had to be one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, Those that's, two are probably my favorite. There's so many scenes. I would say my two favorite things about the movie that I always say is like they run into a pack of werewolves <laughs> and they always have like this beef. It's kind of like, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Jets versus like West Side Story style. Right, right, right. And they're like picking on each other. They're like, what do you count, Fagula? Or something like that. And then uh, the other one's like... Uh, He's like, hey, look, I got a bone. And he throws it. And he's like, no, 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 don't follow it. Don't don't follow it. He's tricking you. And he goes chasing after it. Like, and uh, but they're like, start the werewolves are starting to cuss at them, like yell at him. Oh, you fucking fagula. He's like, hey, 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 we don't do that here. We do we don't talk like that. What do I what do we always say? We're werewolves, not swear wolves. That's right. We're werewolves, not swear wolves. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's fucking great, dude. Just it was how, good. Just how they normalize that whole situation. Like, they're just regular people. You know what I mean? With, like, this thing, this yeah. affliction. Uh, another great scene that I love. It's so small, so tiny. But it like, is a good line. It huh? really is so funny to me. Like, they teach them how to use the internet. The young vampire teaches them to use the internet with Stu, who's the computer guy. Right. And um, he's, like, really upset that his 
ex the beast is going to be at this big ball. Uh, well, not only that she's going to be there, but she's the guest of honor. Yeah, and he was supposed to be the guest of honor, but found out she is. And they had this huge history. And you don't even really find out what she is. You think she's just a beast. Right. Because he calls her the beast all the time. <laughs> the beast. But, like, he gets so upset that he becomes, like, old because he's not feeding for weeks. <laughs> and they, like, fast forward, and he's like looks like an old man. And they're like, oh, maybe you should come out. He's like, no, 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 I don't want nothing to do with this. I want nothing. And then he's like, well, maybe you could grab a snack on the way or, you know. And he's like, no, leave me alone to do my dark bidding on the internet. (laughs) He's like, what are you bidding on? He's like, a table on eBay. (laughs) That's fucking so funny to me, dude. Oh, man. I mean, there really isn't that much gore. There is a lot of blood. There is blood, yeah, but... But the humor really, it's... Like, that's just... The humor is really the, the, the whole movie. Yeah. The, there is some cool effects in it, I thought, for an independent film that... Oh, yeah, when they, like, change into bats and shit. And, dude. like, that backpack scene we just talked about. It's right. Amazing. Yeah, like, the, it's just... I don't know. I, I love this movie. Christina, and my girlfriend, she just absolutely adores it. She got mad that I watched it without her. <laughs> what did Kelly think? Did she like it? or? Yeah, she liked it. She didn't get to watch the whole thing because she had to go to work. So we watched oh, it the next day. Oh, that sucks. Kelly, but... what the hell are you doing, lady? I'll probably yeah, watch fucking, it. You flapper. <laughs> you flapper. You fucking flip flapping everywhere. No, you don't flip flap. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. What the fuck's a flapper? What does it matter if it flip flaps? <laughs> but anyway, guys, really not going to ruin anything for you. This is one of those movies that the, the story is really not the most important part. It's, it's how re- they interact. It's with how each other. they interact. It's it's like watching a reality TV show or documentary. That's just pure gold, man. Like I don't even know that they could ever recreate and do a second one. Right. I mean, if they did, they're fucking geniuses because I mean they are really funny. But with that t- style of humor, it's up in the air. You never know what you're right. gonna get. And if they did, they would have to bring some back the the old characters. You know what I mean? Oh fuck yeah, they would. Well, not the old characters, but they probably have new ones. Right, they're well, like, smart enough. Right, if they were gonna do the werewolf thing, you bring one of the vampires, you know, back. Right, and as I've I've said uh, many times on the podcast, may or may not have heard this, I'm not a vampire fan. I don't like the romanticized part of vampires that much. I get it. Maybe I'm not. You can pull my goth card or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But right. honestly, I, I I like that there. I like the idea of it. But it just feels so cheesy a lot of times. Well, not a lot of people have done vampire movies justice. Well, Interview with a Vampire is good. You got uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Good. Gary Oldman. Those are really good. I mean, they're, I don't know, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of, like, Bram Stoker's is pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Uh, But it is not your typical vampire movie. Like, it is probably the epitome of what vampires on a big budget would be right but i don't know man there's something about it that just i just it's not like i look forward to it so it's twilight twilight fucking pissed on everything <laughs> jesus what is he saying it you want to see what i am you want to see what i really am yeah <laughs> he takes his shirt off and he sparkles in the sun yeah i was like waiting for like dicks to be like stapled <laughs> to his chest you know like he like collected penises or something <laughs> so bad <laughs> Fucking sparkles, really? What are you, a fucking human disco ball? So you can walk into the light without bursting into flames. You need to sparkle, okay? Right, yeah. Oh, what a a horrible life you are. Right. 
He's like, I'm not even gay. <laughs> it's like, is that what you're upset about? Like, I don't really get it. Like, maybe feeding on a human might be pretty upsetting, oh, but glowing with sparkles in the sunlight? Yeah, what a monster. Yeah, I think they just did, I don't know. I didn't read the books or anything. And Oh, my uh, wife did. Did she? Oh, yeah. So funny when I, and like, Bender will hate me for saying this, but like, we had them stay, like, Bender from Black Ops, he stayed here, and Christina had all the movies. And I think we just got them, or somebody left them or something like that. We had, like, all of them. Right. And Bender, like, literally watched all of them. Oh, man. Every night that he was here. So, yes. like, they watched all of them. I was like, you really, I've, ne- I've never even completed them. I think I watched one in the theater with one person well, on a date, and then I hated it. She was, like, absolutely in love with it. Um. So I didn't. It was an awkward date. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, that was the last date we ever had. <laughs> yeah, eh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think we went on two, and that was the last one. Right, <laughs> it really was. Oh wow! It's like this is what you like. But anyway, guys, you know sometimes having a puncture monkey break into your neck can be pretty funny. It can. I think so. Slightly humorous. Some funny fangs, you know, that are coming out there. But just you know, when you're out there tonight or tomorrow night just make sure you know the rules before you go walking about um, at least carry a fucking copy of lost boys or what we do in the shadows just so you can show that you're not against vampires you're pro vampire you're pro vampire <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i'm getting at here i'm trying to end it off on a nice note but guys thank you for stopping by we're gonna call it quits here Please make sure that you sign up for our contest uh, newsletter. If you've got ideas for Grave Plots, please. Hashtag Grave Plots. Put our tag in Twitter, on Facebook. Make sure you that we see it. You can even mail us on like Horror Amino or something like that. Or in the comments section, we'll screenshot it. We have like five or six right now. So we're just waiting on like literally like six more. Right. And when we get that, we're going to buy this C and say fucking thing the cow goes moo and we're gonna like put each of their names in these little slots around it and we're gonna pick one and that person's gonna win either a blu-ray or an amazon gift card for sure so make sure you do that but add us on on our social media thank you for stopping by and i hope you guys have a very safe and wonderful week yeah guys see you next monday see you guys peace Change the name already.